0: Dr. the home for intelligent black people. Um, I want to talk about uh, this brother that um, I've seen online that I respect, uh, that I actually uh, like him. I I like him more than I dislike him. I don't even know him enough to dislike him, but his name is Kevin Samuels. And Kevin is, uh, he's lighting it up. He's doing a lot of really interesting content, very intriguing. He has a great show that I think everybody should take a look at. And uh, Kevin had done a video not too long ago, um, basically in which uh, he told a woman that she was going to die alone. And uh, and I've seen that term die alone appear quite a bit uh, on social media. Uh, there's a lot of videos. If you search for that term, you know, Kevin Samuels die alone, you'll see a ton of videos with that title. And I thought that since we're talking about something like that, something that serious, uh, it, it might be good to add some perspective. without Without disparaging Kevin Samuels, my goal is not on any level uh to take away from what Kevin Samuels was doing and it's it's really rare that I actually uh will talk about what another person is doing or talking about online uh but it's Saturday night or Friday night anyway and I thought that I would just kind of come in and give a perspective on it um I invited some of my friends to join us as well so that uh we could hear some other points of view but I really had to address some of this not because I, I have an issue with Kevin Samuels. I have no issue with Kevin Samuels at all. Um, uh, he's actually a friend of a friend. You know, um, uh, the only way, the only time I knew about Kevin actually was when he actually defended me. He defended me when um, people were saying things that just weren't true, uh, weren't very nice. And uh, and I re- appreciate that, right? So uh, I want to make sure it's 100% clear as I give this perspective that, uh, that this is not anti-Kevin on any level. Uh, it's really... Uh, driven by the fact that I'm a, I'm a champion for black women. Uh, and I, I really kind of, I feel like a message that's that heavy, like you're going to die alone, uh, should, should be given with a little more context and a broad, a broader perspective where you can hear, um, a lot of different points of view. And Kevin Samuels is a, a dating consultant. Uh, he has a great, he has a great you know, channel. Uh, He's good, you know, what he does. Uh, He has a nice little background, very classy, much more classy than I am. You know, he's very, uh, he's very well-dressed. He speaks. He has a great voice. He has a nice little hypnotic, spinny thing in the, in the office that looks real cool. It's kind of dim and he's, he's holding a glass of, you know, something I don't even drink. Right. So, um, but, but I, but I watch it. I, I, I mean, he's good. You know, the, the brother's good at what he does. And I, and I don't know, um, Kevin Samuels personally, I just know people that know him and I know that I know that he knows of me and I know of him. And, um, and I did reach out to invite him on the podcast and I hope at some point, I hope that Kevin joins us because I think he should be heard. Right. I think that, uh, as, as uncomfortable as some of those perspectives are, uh, they need to be heard. They need to be heard. But also I think that it, that everybody needs to be heard, right? Like I, I think that black women need to be heard too. Um, I think that there's a lot of frustration where I see a lot of men who don't feel listened to. And I think that the reason a lot of people uh pay attention to what Kevin Samuels has to say is because they, um, you know, they're, they're like, okay, here's a man who's talking. Here's a man who is, um, you know, saying something that that a lot of men maybe want to say but can't say it because they're they're scared they're going to get their heads bitten off, and uh, I respect that. You know, I, I can I can hear that, right? Uh, so, I saw him talking to a young lady today, and uh, and again, that term "die alone." Or, you know, modern women are dying alone. Um, that was the title of the video, and uh, and I was sitting there and I was laying in the bathtub and I was listening to. Him talk to his young woman. She was thirty three years old. She was in the military, and she has a daughter that's thirteen. And he was uh, kind of implying that if she wanted to get married, uh, that she had to convince a man to want to be a stepfather to her child. And uh, and 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 he. And the thing about it, the thing that led me to say, you know, let me at least provide a little context on this, is that um, I think it might be a little bit um, naive of us. To believe that stepchildren are always a negative, right? To believe that a man who gets with a woman who has a child is going to say, "Oh shoot, man, she got these damn kids. I won't be around these kids." Um, I don't. That's not been my experience, and that wasn't my father's experience. You know, when my father met me, um, I was three years old. My daddy was gone. My, my biological father was not around. Uh, my mother was very pretty. Which, again, speaks to Kevin's point, though, that men are attracted to what they like. They like what they like. And, and you can tell men to like something else, but they're going to like what they like. But my father, uh, he told me that the reason he stuck around was because he saw me and he fell in love with me. And he knew that he needed that. He knew that I would need a father. Uh, and, and he was a handsome young man. You know, he uh, all the girls liked him. Uh, all the women on the block. I even growing up, I saw women looking at my father flirting with him, even when I was eight, seven, eight years old. But he was very loyal and dedicated to uh, my mother and to me. And uh, he didn't have to do that. And uh, and and the, here's the thing. Uh, the interesting thing is that you live in an era where we're told that that's simping, that a black man caring for black children that are not his own makes him a simp. Why would you care about children that you didn't even make? And, uh, and I don't know. I don't think I know. Not that I just don't know that that's true. I know that's not true. Right. Uh, no disrespect on Kevin at all. But uh, actually, uh, you know, that can make you a hero to that child. I know that my father's my greatest hero of all time. You know, I love that man to death. And, um, and you know, and he's not a simp. You know, he's been to Vietnam. He's killed people. He was a police officer. He's not a punk. He's a black building karate and all that. So he's not a punk. He's not a wimp. Uh, he just loved the hell out of a black woman and, and, took, sorry, and took care of a black child. And so um, I, I, I think that what led me, if you want to know what led me to really even talk about this, uh, because I, I like Kevin Sims. I actually like what he has to say. I know a lot of women who get really mad and burned up and fired up about what he has to say. And the problem with that, the reason I see that you see that is because we don't live in a society that tells women the truth about what men are thinking and what men want. So there are uh, women who are very confused by the behavior of men. They say, wait a minute, Essence magazine told me that he's supposed to want this and this and this but he doesn't want this. He wants these other things. Men are so stupid. What's wrong with them? They keep doing. Well, you know, there's something that you gain, you know, when you have just a father in the house. Uh, and if you have a father in the house, then you, on a daily basis, are exposed to men and how men think and what men do and how they, what they want. So you. Um, you know, you understand these things, and so if you don't grow up without the, with the father around on a daily basis, every day waking you up, pulling you out of bed, taking you to school, some of those things you may miss. You know, so imagine, for example, uh, imagine if seventy six percent—now this is a statistic—seventy six percent of all black women and black children grow up without a father. So imagine seventy six percent of all men grew up without a mother. Seventy six percent of all men grew up without a mother. We would—what kind of men would we be? uh you know what we would do you think it would affect our behavior give me a yes or no if 76% of all men grew up without a mother do you think that that would affect how we um how we how we deal with women do you think it would matter do you think it would be uh do you think it just would be a non non issue would, would wouldn't it make a difference at all what do y'all think yes or no yes or no the answer is yes, absolutely. We need our mothers. Our mothers give us balance. Our mothers are our first girlfriend. That's the first woman you ever dealt with. So imagine if we grew up and the, our mothers abandoned us, or our mothers just weren't there. Like our mothers were just not around, and we, you know, didn't know why. We were upset about it. We were mad, pissed off, going to school. You know, they had my, my mother Sunday. <laughs> All the other kids got a mommy. You don't there's a lot of pain that comes with that, a lot of pain. And it will require a tremendous amount of healing. And, uh, and I think that what we can, what we need is, uh, you know, I think, I think Kevin gives an element, uh, he gives a very strong version of his truth. Um, he, uh, I think he, I, I saw something he did called alpha male strategies. And I've talked to you guys about the significance and the need for alpha males in our community. Um, but, uh, that alpha male approach, uh, sometimes needs a little bit of a balance, right? That's why you have the mother and the father. That's why you have the masculine and the feminine. Uh, you can't go from one extreme to the other. Right now you have a culture, a society that is overly feminized. And uh, because it's overly feminized, you have a bunch of men who act like women, who are very weak, very you know, very soft, whatever. But then if you go to the other extreme where you become overly masculine, uh, you lose that nurturing. You, you lose that, uh, that life-giving energy that women have, right? That balance, that, that, just that understanding, that empathy, right and so 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 to give you an example um you know the part of Kevin's analysis that I did enjoy is I like the fact that he just tells it like it is from his point of view, mind you, it's one person, you can't get a whole global perspective. you can't get everybody's personality from one person ever even from me, him, whatever. but I, so I like that part. I like the directness, I think he's very good at what he does. what I what bothered me was that it was so raw some of the times it was so, it was so built for entertainment almost like I'm going to tear you to pieces and have you damn near suicidal, ready to jump off a bridge. And it's all going to be great because it's going to get me views on my YouTube channel. Um, I think that we need a balance there. Right. And I and, and when, when we talked about uh, Kevin Samuels and his um his die alone video, the first one. Where he told the lady she was gonna die alone, and she was she's sitting there on her phone and wasn't listening and all this other stuff, just engaging in a lot of really negative stereotypical behavior. That I can understand why that would have pissed him off. I can get that, but I I, I don't know if I enjoy um seeing a, a man attack a woman, even if even if she's acting a damn fool, even if she needs to be kind of dealt with. You know, this idea of putting somebody in their place, um, I think can be replaced with also maybe understanding that some people need therapy. You know some people need therapy and it's like it's almost like with the police right you ever see where uh, there's somebody out there who is um you know there's a person who's got a mental health issue and they're acting a fool and they're they're waving a knife and the cops just shoot them pop 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 right and then people are like no you could have done something different you could have called a social worker you could have you know talked the person down they didn't want you to come kill him they wanted you to uh, to help him out of that situation right and I think sometimes that's what you see when you see traumatized people, um, and I'm not an expert on, on this. There are real therapists out here, black, the black community doesn't listen to therapists. They listen to like YouTube personalities and things like that. Uh, I think you should listen to some of the therapists. There are therapists who will tell you that if your goal is to help a person, you can't just show up like the police and shoot them down because they have a mental illness, right. You know, uh, or, or feel like, okay, this, you know, this broad needs to be shut down and I'm just going to, no, I, I think that there has to be room for empathy. And, uh, and the other thought that I have here on, on this issue, um, is, is this, um, You know, when you talk about this thing, you know, this idea, I mean, if you go back to this concept of you're going to die alone, women are dying alone. um, That's such a depressing message. And it's so sad. And I think it also provides another type of nuance in context. Uh, One of the reasons that black men, especially men who have like a little bit of money, a little bit of status, um, you know, like I have money and I have status. Right. So I, when I was single and I would go places, I, I it wasn't hard to find women. They were, they were just kind of everywhere. Smart, beautiful black women. You know, there's like one hundred to one. It was it was it was kind of overwhelming. Um, and there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. Um, actually, uh, now remember, I'm an economist. Right. And I, I see I can see everything as a market. So dating is like a labor market. It's like a job market. And here's what happened. This is why I'm so pissed off with Joe Biden for his crime bill. When Joe Biden sent all those Black men to prison, what they did was they marginalized an entire generation of Black males. So what you then had was a lot of Black men taken out of society. A lot of your alphas, a lot of your smart Black men, your strong Black men, your future CEOs and millionaires went to prison. They went to prison at 18 or 19 and got 50-year sentences, and they've been gone. And then their sons also grew up without fathers. So the Black community was crippled and handicapped by, uh, by mass incarceration uh your men were taken out of the community the economist the, the the magazine the economist if you those who like to read may want to check this article out i know people don't like to read they would rather you know i guess read a headline or a youtube video or something but but if you like reading and getting actual knowledge there is um an article in the economist about that i don't remember the title but a bunch of white people in britain literally studied the dating market in the African American community, and they concluded that because of mass incarceration, you had a, a steep decline in the numbers of mariable black men to get married. A man has to be in a certain place. Uh, you know, a man has to be. Um, you know, he has or he has to feel comfortable getting married. He has to. Um, he has to have a certain income, typically. He typically has to have a certain status or education level, or whatever. So, you, you know, women who are professional and doing well, they're not going to marry a bum on the street. They want to marry a man who's their equal or a little bit higher, makes a little bit more money, maybe he's a little bit smarter, uh, etc. Right? Uh, women in the company, they're not aiming to marry the guy in the mailroom. They're looking at their boss. They're looking at their manager's manager. Right? That's the man that they're attracted to. Well, because of mass incarceration, they prove that. The uh, that for every one percentage point increase in incarceration in America, there was a two point three percent decline in the percentage of Black women who got married. So they basically said that a lot of the reason a lot of Black women can't get married is because there are not enough marriage quality Black men available. So what that has done is it's created a distorted market. It's like a a job market where there's um, you know a uh, hundred applicants for every one job. So every every one job that is available, a hundred people are applying for the job. Well, not a hundred, maybe it's like 10 people for every job. And if you have that one-on-one thing, because that's what monogamy is supposed to be, um, you lose that, right? You can't have monogamy if you have 10 women for every one man. You have one marriage and nine side chicks, right? So basically a lot of what you're seeing that you think is natural and normal, it ain't normal. It ain't normal. Has anybody ever tried to date in like a place like Atlanta? You, you, you see, I mean, go j- tell me black women, have you been to places like Atlanta or what's the dating market when you go out and you're looking for quality men? Is it just overflowing, like just amazing men everywhere, you know, millionaires and a and hundred thousand dollar a year, men, just highly educated quality men everywhere, marriage ready men everywhere, men ready to settle down everywhere. Or are you, are you finding a bunch of guys who either are not marriage quality or don't want to get married, or maybe they're just trying to look to hook up. They're trying to get some and they try to get some on the first date. You know why? Well, because every other woman is trying to give them up, give them something on the first date. It's a job market, right? If everybody's offering them, you know, a $10,000 a day job with a GED, then they're going to expect you to pay them $10,000 a day. And you're going to say, wait a minute, you have a GED. You're not worth $10,000 a day. But but you don't understand. They got nine job applications or job offers paying them that level of money. So basically there are four, five, six, seven, eight other women who are offering them whatever they want. So they're expecting you to follow suit, right? To meet the market. So that's what you're seeing. That's what's happening in the background. This is what economists like me are seeing that regular people don't see. You think you're living in a balanced society. You're not, you're living in the fucking twilight zone. So anyway, uh, my friend John Thomas is here. I know John, what's up, John? Hey, what's going on, man. Can you hear me pretty well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. J- John is out of uh, Los Angeles. Uh, he's an award-winning filmmaker. And, uh, also he's a smart, smart black man. He's, he's in his early thirties. So John, what'd you think about what, uh, what I was just talking about here?
1: No, no, I, I agree man. You have to be really, really careful and understand, uh, what you're bringing to the table, you know, with, uh, I mean, kind of goes back to what Kevin was talking about. Like, what do you qualify for? Um, You can't sit there and (laughs) like me, I can't expect a million dollar woman if I'm not bringing anything to the table to contribute or to add to what she has. Now, if she just out of the kindness of her heart, if she's just like, hey, you know, you know what? You know, you're a nice guy. And you're motivated. I. You don't make a million dollars. You don't even make a hundred thousand dollars or anything like that. But I like you. You know, that, that's her prerogative, you know, but chances are she got she has things going on. And if I can't add to that or contribute to that, then I, I have to understand and, and keep it moving. I can't take it to heart.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and the, well, the things that we were talking about before, too, is that, you know, it's not so it's not as easy for women as people think. But at the same time, um, you know, you're right about that point that uh, you always have to think about. I mean, if you think again, another thing as an economist, I think of things as as just markets and transactions. And so, um, you know, when you're looking for a partner, you have to think about what you're offering as much as you think about what you're getting. And I see a lot of people that can tell you all day about what they want, but they can't always tell you what they're offering. And also they can't tell you how what they're offering matches what the other person wants. Like I could say, well, um, I, I, you know, uh, I can offer you um, a good job, or I can offer you uh, a nice car. But there are some women who don't want a nice car. Maybe they want me to give them flowers. Maybe they want me to, uh, to do something else, right? So, I, so I think that just kind of knowing what people want is important. Also, um, you know, I, I found that reading books about the opposite sex is is really helpful. You know, I don't think anybody. I think a lot of people spend a lot of time being very frustrated about their options, but they don't understand that. If you're not getting what you want, that means that there's something unbalanced in your universe. There's something mm-hmm. unbalanced. You're, 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 maybe you are like the person who's looking for a $300,000 a year job, but your credentials don't match the quality of the job that you're looking for. And I think people have to think about that. So what do you think about this? I, one thing I, that bothers me though, John, is I don't like the idea of anybody telling people you're, you're doomed to die alone. I, I, I kind of feel like that's a heavy Statement to make, and uh, and and it's very depressing because the reality is that a lot of a lot of people, especially black women, are gonna die alone. Because even if every single, even if every single marriage eligible black man in America married a black woman tomorrow, there will still be black women that do not have a husband. It will be like musical chairs where you got fourteen people chasing, you know, eight chairs. Six people are not gonna have a chair, Uh, and so not having a chair doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It just means that there's only eight chairs and there's fourteen people. So what do you think about that in terms of how that message can be shared without it feeling so harsh or hurtful to people uh, who may not end up where they want to be?
1: Well, I I think it it depends on, you have to be, the message can can be altered, it can be changed, but also for people, you have to be willing to accept the message. You know, like what is the message that this person is trying to tell you? And a lot of times when someone is trying to be real with you, a lot of people don't like you being real. They like you to, you know, just just pat me on the back, just fluff me up, just make me feel better. And sometimes you, you don't. I don't need you to feel better. I need you to understand the truth, you know. So, like I said, the truth will set you free. If I'm, if you got a, around a whole bunch of friends, that, oh girl, you look, you fly, you all this, you all that, and that's not really the reality of how other people are seeing you. You don't have good friends. You don't have real friends around you. Um, so. I feel as though we 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 need to understand where we are. And just like that that person, it's just like, what, I know you want this thing. You want this thing, but where are you realistically to getting this quality type of person? And and what and if you can't get that right now, what can you do to change that? And that's the thing. You know, it's not you don't have to be where you are forever. You know, that doesn't mean that you're destined to this thing forever cuz people change, people evolve, people grow. So what steps are you going to take? In order to make your situation better, to make sure that you're more qualified for whoever you're trying to go for. Because if there is like some woman out there that I really want, I know right now I'm not qualified for. And I, I'm i like, yo, she, she is the best thing walking. I, I can't let her walk by. So I need to do whatever I can to make sure that I qualify or at least I'm close enough to it. And if I still can't get it, hey, at least I, I try it. You know, but but I can't get mad and want her to come down to me. Well what 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 I'll say too
0: is uh here's what I'll start by saying with the things that I like about Kevin Samuels and his approach. Um, I like honesty, you know, I like the fact that he's honest with his point of view about sort of letting people know basic things, you know. Like when he told the lady that said, you know, I make a hundred thousand, I expect my man to make a hundred thousand. Uh, he said, men don't care about that. Men who make $100,000 don't care how much money you make. And I said, yeah, he's right about that because I don't care. I, I When I had enough money, even when I didn't have enough money, I didn't care. I didn't pick women based on money. Uh, I picked based on other criteria. And I think that that's important to know because we live in a society that wants you to think men and women are the same. Men and women are not the same, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 it's stupid when people start talking, when they start getting carried away with this equality, you know, concept to mean that they're the same. We're not the same. We don't want the same stuff. Um, I, and, and I think that's important. I think also other truths that I've gained is that uh, he talks about men putting women into separate categories, that when you, and just like women put men in categories, I'm sure too, right? But you, um, you know, you, you had the woman you marry and the woman you date or the woman, or the woman you marry and everything else. And that's how he described it. I said, yeah, that's kind of true. You know, like I'm marrying Alicia and she's in a different category. Right. She, you know, and uh, and that that's that's significant for people to understand. So the question is, how do you get into the category you want to get almost like getting the job that you actually want? Uh, What I think we have to remember, too, though, is that when is that two things? One, when when you're talking to Kevin, you're talking to a dating consultant. You're not talking to a therapist. Right. And I, I, I saw a lot of I heard from a lot of therapists who said, how can you defend him? Why could you why could you defend that guy? I said, He's not a therapist. He's a dating consultant. He's a problem solver. He, he'll tell you from his point of view uh, how you can get the thing that you want. And clearly they, they're not getting what they want or they wouldn't be talking to him. They wouldn't be on his show. If he, if, if, if their whole dating life was wonderful. So they came to him, he didn't come to them. So that gives him a right to speak and he should be heard. But at the same time, we have to realize that that is one point of view. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of men I know who can listen to one of his shows and say, mm, you're telling, you're saying men don't want that, but actually that's not true. Like I, and I point to the thing with kids, um, I know a lot of good men, not simps, good men who think children are OK. Children are a blessing. You know, I had the cho- I had so many women chasing me. It, it was getting overwhelming when I was single. Um, But but I chose to marry a woman that's got three kids. And I love those damn kids. I I, I say thank you <laughs> for giving me a chance to be a father, because being a father is fun. I love that shit. And I, I don't want we us to get into this uh, myth that being an alpha male or whatever it is that people want to be, I don't know if I'm an alpha. Or I don't know what the hell I am. I know that I lead my shit. I know that I, I own some shit. I know I run a lot of shit. So whatever I am, I'm proud of that. Right. And, uh, and I come from a man who's, who's a very proud black man. And I can tell you that I don't really, I, I, I have to get off the bus. If we spread this fucking lie that all black men want to do is fuck and not have nothing to do with no kids. Like we are nurturers. So we, we can love children too. Right? We ain't just there to go get a piece of ass. Like, like <laughs> maybe we want to build an empire. And we know children are an important part of that. And, and, and so I just kind of think, and remember this too. Remember this, and I'm gonna let you talk. I'm gonna shut up after I say this. But remember this: you live in a community where there's a lot of black children out here that ain't got daddies nowhere. And and I just feel so sorry for those poor children who are living in a world where every man that their mama meets, their mama's cute, you know, looking all sexy. And, and, and I would not want them to have to live in a world where every man that came into that house. Walk right past them so they could get to their mama's vagina. Like, what the fuck is that? What what does that make us look like as black men? It makes us look immature. Makes us look ridiculous. It makes us look like we have no compassion. Like, we're, like we're just a bunch of sex crazed lunatics who only look at the superficial. That's not who we are. You know, not every every man doesn't have to. You know, I, but I do get the point to say that if you have some badass kids. Or little troublemakers in your house, yeah, you're gonna have a hard time keeping a man in the house, especially if you disrespect him. He will walk away. If you make him think he's not needed or you disrespect him, he's gonna walk away. I told Alicia, I said, the reason that I love helping you with the children is because you let the kids know from the jump, this is Boyce, you will respect him. And if they ever get caught disrespecting me, you, you help me deal with that. We're, we're all their dad, we all deal with that. Right? Because we have a structure in our empire. So I'll let you kind of speak on that. Uh I know I said a lot. <laughs> and, you may, and you can talk about something totally different if you want to, but but I but I, I definitely think that's important to make sure we get that out there. Go ahead, brother.
1: No, that's 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 very important. Um that because not all black men are are the same. We're not all this one uh like monolith, like Joe Biden was trying to say, you know, like <laughs> all, all all black people are are the are, are the same, but we're not, you know, we're we're very, we're very, you know, we have different interests and different life uh, tastes. But one thing that black people are, we are very loving. You know, we are just like, for instance, your situation where you accepted those three kids, you know, now there are some that just be like, you know, I don't want to deal with kids, you know, that's cool. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's, there's preferences. But, you know, it, it takes a, a, a special man. And I, I emphasize that man to go into a situation and just help raise these kids, you know, because just like you said, it, it doesn't hurt to have like they already have their father, but it doesn't hurt to have an extra father figure. You know, we need more father figures, you know, present or just more visible, you know, within our community, for sure, because a lot of them are are locked up in jail for petty stuff. Uh, but it's, it's, it's very important that we we need to be more open and understanding towards. Everyone else's desires and needs. So for one one person, one man, he might need this one. Thing. One black man might need this one thing. I don't, I don't want, I, I don't want a woman with kids. You know, she has to be blah 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 blah. And it depends on you know how crazy that is. Is it, is it realistic or is it you know fantasy? And the same thing with a woman. It's like I, I need a man that blah 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 blah. And it's just like okay, how much of that is realistic? How much of that is fantasy? And, you know, come to terms with what is is reasonable and what is something where it's just like these these are, you know, just the things that I need. And either you match that or not or keep it moving, you know. So, I mean, we we have to come to terms with that and also understand, like, are are we at a level to where can I, I match that? or am I being unreasonable and, and like have a real conversation, you know, with ourselves and each other? And I feel like that will open up basically the floodgates of us. Cause just, like the woman doesn't need to be the man, the man doesn't need to be woman, but you know, we have our perspective roles and everything in that, but we need to come together and, you know, really build back our black community and, you know, we're doing it, but you know, we can always improve, you know, so, and this well, is the steps to do that. Yeah. Well, well, I think, I think really generally that, you know, it's, um,
0: it's hard to imagine repairing our community if we all reject children that don't have a father in the house. Like if we just say, you you shitty little black bastards, mm. nobody want nothing to do with you. Kiss, you know, kiss I ass. You're not worthy of love uh, because you didn't come from me. And I think I'm biased because I was one of those little black bastards. You know, I was one of those kids that didn't have a daddy. And uh, and and my father, who and I don't even care. I mean, if people, you know, I, I, I you know, I, what what was disturbing to me was I saw how immature some of our men are when uh, when I expressed, you know, my, my love for Alicia. Um, a lot of men said, "Oh, that's simping, simpin'. and that's uh, simping And Malcolm X used to say that you can tell a quality of a culture mm-hmm. by how they treat their women. And when you think that a man is a simp or whatever because he expresses love for the black woman. What kind of bitch are you? What kind of worthless little piece of shit bitch are you that you think that there's something wrong with a black man expressing love for a black woman? You know, um, what what kind of what kind of black man are you when you can't at least understand why those children need to be loved and protected like everybody else? You're not a protector. You might be a fucking predator, you know, and, and, and you know, you, you're just there to to what? What are you there just to dip your penis in and then and then bounce out? Uh, you know, I, I you know, I just kind of think I mean I get it if people say it's one thing if people just say, look, I just prefer to have my own children. I don't, I don't need to um, you know, I, I don't want to go and jump into no situation because it's true. When you you know, you can't I, I would not blanketly endorse the idea of just getting in a situation where kids are already there. Um, you know, the children should be well behaved. Um, it helps if they have a strong father that's involved. Uh, it also is very important to show respect to that man. Uh, I I would not blame a man for walking away from a chaotic situation that wasn't managed and under control. But uh, but sometimes things happen. And uh, and I can tell you that if you gave me a choice between a quality woman who has uh, one children, one child, two, even three, whatever, uh, that are well behaved and she's doing her best with those children versus some, you know, skank ass chick with a short skirt who thinks she's all that because she ain't got no kids yet. Uh, but she's running the streets, getting in all kinds of stuff, you know, new man in the bedroom every two weeks. <laughs> I'd rather have a quality woman. You know, it's it, 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 because, you know, the, the thing is that I found I know that I had a child when I was 18 and having a child made me a better person. It made me more mature. I learned how to think about somebody other than myself. And uh, and and I can definitely tell you that it would have probably been a a, a, a mistake. For a woman to say, "I can't date him because he's got a child," uh, that that literally had nothing to do with the quality I could bring to somebody's life, um, you know. And I think it's a mistake to do that with women too. So when mm-hmm. I give advice to men, I say, if there are children there, evaluate the situation. You know, ask yourself, are you ready for all of that? Uh, because it does require a degree of maturity. Uh, but at the same time. Um, you know, if, if it's, if it's messy, uh, walk away, you know, like, like so I, the, the things I, I, I walk away from with a woman with children is one, if there's crazy baby daddy drama, like the baby daddy's a lunatic and it's going to cause you problems. That's not fun. Also, if the children are just out of control or she does not respect you, I think those three things uh, are required, but a strong man, a truly strong man this is why I don't get, I don't care if somebody, you know, like if somebody says, oh, that's a, you a simp because you'd be a woman with children. I just say, oh, you, that means you just, you just a bitch, whatever. But uh, the thing about it is that when you're a strong man, like I was financially secure and all that, I can step in and I can handle all of that financially and otherwise, um, as long as, as long as you're giving me the authority to do what I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. The authority to administer discipline, the authority to uh, help shape the direction of the family, etc that that's where it comes. So, so I, I just kind of think that this idea that men just blanketly run away from women who have children. Um, I know a lot of guys who, who are very, bar- you know, who have no problem with a woman having a child, but you got to show respect. If you don't show respect, then that's more likely to push the man away than your child. But go, go ahead.
1: Uh, what are your thoughts? No, with, with my, my personal experience is I've, I've dated a few women who, Already had kids, so I I definitely don't have a problem with a woman uh, having children already. Um, My preference, yeah, would be to that she doesn't, because you know I would like to for us both to have our first child. But you know, life happens. So, and I can't hold that against somebody, because I mean that could have easily happened to me. You know, so I wouldn't want anybody, you know, saying I can't talk to you because you got kids. So I don't do the same thing to women, Um, but. I guess either with uh, the reason why those didn't work for me, either I was too immature because I think I was in college around the time, uh, wasn't mature enough to handle the complexities of a relationship and how to deal with that Um, much better now. uh, Thank God. (laughs) But um, or I would run across women who. They they just they just want somebody. And that kind of turns me off in the sense of where it's just like, you know, they, they're they so quick to bring me around their kids. You know, mm-hmm. I, could, I could be like a creep, you know, like you don't even know really who I am and what I'm about. I can be a pedophile, for all you know, and I, and I don't like that. And it's just like, you know, don't you put in your kids in danger. Get to know me first and see if I qualify to be around your kids, you know, so. Yeah. You know, so that and, and I don't have a problem with that to see if I because I would do the same. I wouldn't just bring anybody around if I had a child. Uh, bring any woman around my child if I could help it. You know, it's just like okay, oh, I like you. Okay, you seem seem to be good with kids and bring you around mine. So those seem, seem to be the issues that I have. I tend to find, and then also with that, it's like, do you really like me, or you just want somebody here? It doesn't matter who it is. Just ooh, a, a body. You know, <laughs> you know. So it's yeah. like, I don't want to be looked at like that. I want you to really like me for me, and then also. Think about your kids, so that's been my experience with that. But no, I completely agree. You know, what,
0: like
1: what, what, that is what you what you talk about is one is one issue that I've seen where,
0: um, you know, that's why I think that that term "you're gonna die alone" is so heavy. Um, mm-hmm. I think you got to be careful with that kind of language, just because uh, there's something I I've noticed it more so with women than with men. Um, the truth, the reality, in the truth is that most men I know don't sit around fantasizing about getting married. They're not sitting around saying, oh, I can't wait till my wedding day. Right. We we just don't, I just, I, I just haven't seen it. Maybe it happened somewhere. It don't happen. It had never happened in my world. But but it's like for but for women, that idea of dying alone, it seems like a scary concept for a lot of women. And uh and I and I think that there are women who are so afraid of that that they will settle for anything and anybody in their household. And I've seen examples where uh, you let some man in your bedroom and he's molesting your children, you know, like it's a really bad. Like if you have a, a teenage daughter and now it's like, if you got a son, you got men that'll come molest your son, you know? And, and, uh, and so you can't let some, just any guy around your children. And also I think for men, when you're evaluating a woman, you should judge her based on how much she protects the kids. Like if she's letting you get all around her kids and it's the, the second date, that says that she lacks judgment and discernment, that she doesn't have the discipline to be a good mother to your children. And so before you even lay down with that woman, you got to look at you got to gauge her quality as a mother. You know, mm-hmm. um, like like if I were if I was starting the game all over again, you know, dating women, you know, and I, I even when I was in my 20s, I, I didn't care if a woman had a child or not. And again, it's my bias because I was that little nappy hair baby that didn't have a daddy. So my daddy took me in and whatever. And I I have guy kids that I didn't give birth to, and I love them to death. And it makes me so proud to be their father. I love it. Um, But it's like, uh, I I, I think that if if I were doing it over again, I would um, evaluate uh, a woman's quality as a mother before I ever even slept with her because I see a lot of guys that'll get a girl pregnant. They'll get some raggedy ass woman pregnant and then be pissed off for 20 years because she's a terrible person, a terrible mother. And I think that there's some signs that people might show you in advance. Like, well, one is if she's already got kids, you can see how she's dealing with her kids already. Mm -hmm. Uh, People don't change too much. And then also um, I think figuring out how much does she respect the father's role? There are some women who believe their child should have their father, no matter what. There are some women who believe their child should only have their father if he acts right, or if the father meets their approval, like, so that means you start dating another girl, then she starts getting back at you by taking your child away. And I see that a lot. A lot of them, parental alienation is a real big problem. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think ideally for any man that has a child, um, I think just sort of gauging the quality of that woman in terms of her ability to maintain, first of all, the the first objective is if, if you can maintain the relationship, that's really what's best for the child. If the mother and the father are in the house, then the child is best off in that situation. I don't care what anybody says. That That's the ideal scenario. That's why if you choose to get married and all that, they got relationship therapists out there. They got books you can read. They got YouTube videos you can watch. I suggest to anybody watching that if you want your relationship to last get some help, get a therapist that can come in and help you resolve your disputes, help you learn how to talk to each other properly, not fight. Like there's textbook shit out there that will teach you how to avoid letting a conflict escalate. People don't know. People don't do that shit because mm-hmm. I told you, because a lot of Negroes don't read. <laughs> they don't want to read. <laughs> like, why would I read a book or why would I go talk to a therapist? Cause therapists are for crazy people. No, a, a, a bad relationship will make you crazy. Your ass needs a therapist um, for preventative maintenance. And because, and why are you doing this? Are you doing it so you can be happy? No, you're also doing it for your kids, and, uh, and that's and that's the last point I'll make on that. And I'll let you you, uh, you you jump in, John. Is that you know, I think that when we're when we got a culture where people are like, oh, you're young. Why would you want to weigh yourself down with a woman with kids, or or you got your life to live? You should be out having fun. You're 28 years old, and da 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 da. I'm not saying that's wrong. People can do whatever they want but not every culture thinks that way <laughs> there are some communities there are some cultures out there where they think where the family and the group matters more than the individual right like like building empires matters more than getting a piece of ass right mm-hmm. that long term success matters more than instant gratification uh, cuz that's what that orgasm is that's instant gratification and there's plenty of them out there you know and there's plenty of people who lay down with you and do whatever and that, and that's all cool i'm not judging that but there are cultures out there that build empires um, that completely think in a whole different way, you know, and, uh, and I think some of that's been lost. You know, I know that, uh, my father, when he married my mother, he was, um, about 22 years old and he was a very handsome man. He had come back from Vietnam. He had women chasing him all over the place, but for some reason he chose to marry my mother. He says it was because of me. He said, he, he just, he just loved me and he felt like he needed to be there for me. And so all through his twenties, when he could have been out getting ass, he was coming home to a family, you know, and to this day, he takes tremendous pride in that. And that was the definition of manhood that I was raised with, that, that a man is not a, a person who evades responsibility. A man is a person who embraces responsibility and is OK with that. So I think we've even lost the definition of what it means to be a man because we've been listening to these motherfucking rappers.
1: What are your thoughts? No, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think uh, there has been a lot of European influence in the sense of uh, individualism. You know, so mm-hmm. it's me, me, me. Self, I don't, I'm, I don't care about this person. Even on TV, you watch stuff uh, where you know you personally. You have a nice car, you have a house, but then you know you see your neighbor, and it's just, like, don't you wish you had a better car? Don't you wish you can, you know, make your neighbors jealous? And it's always making somebody else jealous, and that's everything that's kind of ingrained with the the Euro, almost European um uh, thought in a sense where it's just like i'm only thinking about me i'm not really thinking about the community too much but for black people if you trace us all the way i mean if you look back to africa and really we still have traces of that a lot of traces of that here uh, we are big on community we're big on as a village you know it's, <laughs> it takes a village to raise a child that's where I mean, it comes from and there is the thought that if something happens to this person who who looks like me, whether it's a man or a woman, it happens to me. If one if something happens to that one person, it affects the entire community, and that's really what we need to get back to. So going back to what you were saying, where your father saw like, oh man, he he really, you know, it, I think he would it would benefit him to have a father figure, and so he stepped in. He didn't have to do that, but he did, and 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 look and look at what he was able to <laughs> help nurture. And how you've been able to touch and connect and help other people, even now with this, you're connecting and helping people with this. So it, it's very important because you never know. I mean, you when we're dismissing people when they have kids, you never know what their kid can grow up to be. Their kid can grow up to be the next uh, Malcolm X, or the next Martin Luther King, the next uh, Harriet Tubman, whoever. You know, <laughs> you know this. We if we put our our love and our energy into us. You know, and really and really nurture and grow that, man. We can become extremely powerful, but we have to get away from this. Uh, I'm only thinking about me. Screw these other folks, even if they look like me. They ain't got nothing to do with me. Yes, it does. It has a lot to do. Listen, that's why we're doing this now. We're reaching out to y'all because you are us. You know, we 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 are you. You know, if it happens to you, it happens to us. So we want to see y'all grow. We want to see y'all develop, and we want to see these little kids have a mother and a father in a home, and not just you know, going about doing whatever and, and being lost.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's um, and I, and I think it's kind of, and, and, and again, I, I want, I always want to keep reiterating that um, that I actually like, you know, like when we talk about Kevin Samuels, like I like his show. I, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's very interesting. I like the fact that he's given these points of view that um that are different. You know, I think that people don't listen to men enough. And I think that he's a man whose voice should be heard. Um, I think, but I think also that there's a lot of men who, in a lot of voices that have to be heard. And I think that what, in, what pushed me to make this video, cause I, I said, man, if I, if I even say that, if I even talk about him like this, it's going to be misconstrued and I don't want it to be misconstrued, but I felt the need to make the video because I, I heard him talking to a young lady that was actually about your age. You're 33, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was really listening to his, his advice and it wasn't that it was bad advice, but it was something where I said, huh, you know, I know a lot of guys that might have given a different perspective, you know, and um, and I think that it, I got sensitive about the part about the kids. You know, <laughs> ain't no man going to want to have nothing to do with you. Like, and it's not to say that that it's easy. Right. I mean, you know, you're, you know, he's partly right about that, that that is that can be a challenge. But I think that to kind of just state it as if your children are always a liability that you must overcome is a little, it, it can be debated. I'm not going to say it's wrong because <clears throat> there is no right and wrong because there's a whole lot of different people that have different points of view on that. And, um, you know, and it's so funny. Somebody said Boyce is a male feminist. Well, shit, everybody should have a little, little bit of that in them in, in the sense of being able to understand where women are coming from. Um, you know, one of the things I liked about the way my father raised me, and this is something like the person who would make a comment like that is probably somebody who didn't grow up with balance in their life. Uh, they grew up with a false perception of masculinity. And uh, and what I grew up watching was I grew up watching my very strong father. He's never been a punk. Like I said, my father has killed people. He will kill you for his family. Um, but I watched him negotiate a relationship with my mother for 46 years. And if you're trying to negotiate, if you're a man trying to negotiate a relationship with a woman. You can't be King Kong every day of the week. You can't come in there thumping your chest and putting your your balls on the table and slapping people around. And, you know, like you can't handle your wife like like she, like you're a football player. Like you you have to handle some situations where where it's the worst submission goes both ways. I saw my father submit to my mother. I saw my mother submit to my father. You know, I saw, you know, my father is also a guy, though, where. You know, it, I think if a lot of feminists were, were to were receive some of the stuff my dad said back in the day and did, they'd probably be like, oh, girl, you need to divorce him. He ain't no good or whatever. But I saw my mother have something that I see a lot that, that some women don't ever learn, which is she just has loyalty, like loyalty out the ass, like just an insane amount to the point where it doesn't matter what they went through. Like they made it their 46 years and you better not say shit about my father. You better not say nothing negative because she's a ride or die with him. And and that to me is the type of special love that doesn't exist that much anymore mm-hmm. because everybody's got too much pride that like they say, Oh, well, I would never let somebody do that to me. And that I never, you know, I never let a woman sent me out like that or whatever, but it, it's like, you know so maybe you shouldn't have a family maybe you shouldn't even try to do this maybe you just need to go and get a bitch pregnant and have a I say like I say a bitch pregnant because I'm talking about some low quality woman uh, get some lady pregnant and just have a bunch of babies mamas and just you know live your life as a, a player or whatever until you get old and you die alone you know a lot of remember that the term dying alone is not just reserved for women there's a lot of men uh, who will either die alone or die broke. Um, if you ever want to be broke, this is just true for the men. Like if you ever want to be broke, go out and just, you know, sling your penis in every direction. Go get a bunch of women pregnant, have a bunch of babies all over the country and watch how quickly uh, your assets deplete <laughs> and, and piss a bunch of women off and, and, and get, you know, get around some really ugly, nasty, vindictive women with big booties who will drain you for every nickel in your bank account. And you'll be a pathetic ass 60 year old man who ain't got a nickel in his pocket. Because they, people, the world has sucked you dry. So you better learn how to manage relationships. You better learn balance. You better learn some intelligence and some strategy
1: or, or you will lose. Uh, John, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I, want, I wanted to touch on what you said earlier. And <laughs> so I, I, I feel a little heated in a sense uh, because, you know, for the, for the guy to sit there and say that, that, that you're a simp or, you know, you're a male feminist. And it's just like, dude, like, let's stop. Just stop you know so, so for a black man to show a black woman love it's the same thing what you what you said before the black woman is the most vulnerable person in in, in the world and we have to defend the black woman so not saying that you know we just let them slide with any and everything but no there's nothing wrong with defending a black woman there's nothing wrong with loving a black woman there's nothing wrong with being with a, a and caring for and submitting to a black woman. It ain't saying being a punk. I ain't saying being no coward and just let them walk all over you. That's a completely different thing. But our black women are beautiful, man. Like they 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 are beautiful. They need to be uh supported, they need to be loved, they need to be uh defended. And you know, for these people coming on here that don't understand that just like you said, you will die alone. I'm <laughs> so I'm gonna have to pull the Kevin Samuels. You will die alone if you can't understand that and you came from a black woman, so do you hate your do you hate your mama? Mm-hmm. Like what's the what's the what's the matter with you? You know, so that my my thing is, you know, uh, I'm I'm gonna give a person respect. Now, as, as soon as they disrespect me, and you know, it can be one man that doesn't matter, then you lose my respect. You know, so um, but I will defend to this day a black woman because I came from a black woman. My I, I grew up mm-hmm. in a home where my father loved. And respected this black woman. She respected him back. She wasn't just going and just telling him do this and do that. And, and he couldn't do and say anything. No, it, it was like it was that compromise. It was like, hey, I will, I will submit to you, you will submit to me. And hey, at these moments, you, I, I'm I'm the man. I need to be the man. It's like, okay, I'll let you be the man. And then the other moments, are like, look, I'm, I'm I'm need to be I'm, I need to say something. I have to say something, you need to listen. And my dad would be like, oh, okay, all right, you know, do your thing. And and that's how relationships work, you know. So for these for these guys sitting there talking about, oh, this person the simp and and man, man, you out here simp, man, shut up, you know. Just just just, just get, get 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 off it. Of, go go watch some other videos. Go watch uh, some other dudes and and you know who go go watch Future and all these other guys who who just like you said want to slay the penis all over the place and then try to blame uh, the women in their songs. Whole and all and, and then get mad at Sierra because she moved on. Bro, she, she don't want to be with you. You you don't respect her. You well, don't when you respect her. When you Think about like the future of Sierra, it's like I, I wouldn't be I wonder I, I bet
0: you future didn't have a father. I, I, I bet you anything he did not have a father in the house because his whole perception of masculinity is completely warped. Uh it's backward. Um it shows in his life, his life is a mess. Uh he's mad. That Russell Wilson, he thinks Russell Wilson's a simp because he love, he actually loves the black woman that he neglected. Uh, but you know, Russell Wilson's not a simp. Russell Wilson could whoop Future's ass. <laughs> you know, he's in shape. <laughs> Future's the, he's a drug addict, right? So I mean, Russell, so you bet you bet not call him. A, you won't call him a simp to his face. Uh, Russell Wilson is a hero. Uh, you are a villain. That's what you behave like a villain. You think that masculinity means being a villain. Uh, he believe he understands masculinity means being a Superman. Uh, he is, um, you know, he is super. He is, he's Batman. You are the Joker. Uh, the Joker and, the Bat, and Batman are both strong people. But Batman always wins. Batman is the one that people love. Batman's the one that helps the community, not just himself. And uh, and that was always my, you know, my view of masculinity. And I think hip hop kind of distorted that where it taught black men that to be masculine, you must be the villain. Um, my father was the hero. My father was looked up to by the whole community. My father was looked up to because he was a sturdy man, uh, a courageous man. Uh, he was a man that carried the neighborhood like people, you know, cause at that time, this was the time when it was cool to actually okay to be a cop. And so people would bring their problems to him, you know, and he would come through for people. And, and he was what the black community needs. Like the black community does not need a bunch of selfish men who are just on the hunt for vagina. Uh, we need men who will go and make sure uh, Mrs. Wilson that the tree is cut down in her front yard, you know, or that, you know, that, that, that the single mom on the block that if she's hungry and her kids need food, he'll get some food for the children without trying to get some sex in exchange. Right. Or just the the person that uh, if somebody comes and hurts somebody in the community, he'll go deal with that. You know, I remember actually, believe believe it or not, this, it really did happen in my neighborhood when I was uh, 17, there was a, a, a guy that was a teenager. One of my friends was raping women in the neighborhood. You know, like and nobody knew, like he raped several women in the neighborhood. Nobody knew who did it. And my father was a person who investigated and, and got that son of a bitch out of the community. Right. Like that. That's real. You know, that was what I saw in terms of what a man does. You know, um, I didn't see all this stuff that you see now with music where they just like, oh, well, you a man if you run around and thump your chest and talk a lot of shit and, you know, have sex with a thousand women. Like, no, you're just going to end up with a bunch of STDs and you're going to end up broke. <laughs> like, you know, and, and not respected, not loved, not appreciated because you're a value. You are of value to no one but yourself. You're not a team player. You're an individual. We got enough individuals in the. We got 40 million individuals in the black community. We need some team players. Right. Uh, so I'll let you get the last word, man. Any thoughts before we we head on
1: out? Yeah, no, I I just pick it back off of that. I and mean, we we need more leaders in in the black community. And and if, if if you if you are a man that that has kids, you know that you know that that doesn't mean that you're a bad person. As long as you're stepping up. And, and being a man and taking care of your kids and actually even showing your kid like, hey, I'm I'm going to love your mother. You might not be together, but I'm going to love her, show her respect. And, I, and the same vice versa with the women who <laughs> have these babies like don't hold the kids back from the father unless he's like some crazy drug addict or something. But, you know, like we, we need to really be looking out for one another. We really need to uh, stop really slamming each other so much. I mean, hold hold each other accountable, but, you know, like critique out of love, you know what I'm saying? So we and, and that's that's what this is. There's a different thing. There's a difference between hating and critiquing out of love. So um, there's nothing wrong with a woman having a kid. You know, if you ha- if you if you have kids and you want somebody of high quality, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, but also just just be real with yourself and, and see where you are. Do I qualify for that? And the same thing with men? Do the same thing. Do I qualify for this kind of woman? And but that doesn't mean you're gonna be there forever. If you don't qualify, you can you can always move up and and improve yourself. Like you can always do that. And just uh, just just love love each other, love yourselves, love and just like you said, there's nothing wrong with therapy. If you need therapy, and you like I can't get love because I'm crazy, get some therapy. <laughs> you <know? laughs> hey, you all know right. you get, there's there's resources out there, man. All
0: right, all right. Well, I'm gonna answer a few questions, John. So I'm, I'm gonna uh, let you everybody. This is John Thomas. Uh, his Twitter is right there, JT Slim Cutter. So uh, follow him on on social media. Uh, he's a good guy. He's a award winning filmmaker. Very smart brother. And uh, uh, make sure you follow him and uh, give him some support. And uh, and I'll see you later, John. I'm, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna answer a few questions before I head on out. Uh, so sure. thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. All right, okay, everybody. So uh, so what uh, I'm gonna do is uh, before we go, I saw some of you have some questions you wanted to ask. So I'm gonna just read some questions and answer them rapid fire. So uh, make them quick. So let me see here what you got. Uh, Let's see. Preach real life. Dr. Boyce should go into heaven when you die. (laughs) Well, thank you, Sheila. I'm sure that's debatable. Um, We need other opinion options in the hood and the ghetto. Uh, Yeah, I think that media has done a bad job of misrepresenting the black man. I feel like the black man has been. Uh, presented in a in a really bad way. What does high value mean? Um, I think high value is whatever you define it to be. Um, you know, uh, I everybody likes something different. Everybody has a different weighting system. And uh, in fact, if you go to 16personalities.org, they explain that there's about at least 16 different personality types and and all the personality types are different. So it, it would be hard for somebody to tell you what you want or what you know, what men definitely don't want and what women definitely do want. Cause that's just, you, you can't, you can't really do that. Um, I think there are some general things that should be heard. So for example, when we were talking earlier about Kevin Samuels, um one thing I like about Kevin is I like the fact that we've been missing a male perspective in in, in the whole dating space. And I'm glad that he's given that, but I don't think it should be turned into like a bashing thing. Like, like, Oh, let me tell you why black women are going to die alone. Nah, uh, you know, that's, that's a touchy thing, right? It requires like some nuance and uh, But I will say that um, there are some basics to it, right? And I, As a mathematician, I think in terms of logic. So logic says you, you're either getting what you want or you're not. You're either getting what you want or you're not. If you're not getting what you want, then you have to figure out what you need to change to get what you want. Or you got to want something different, right? You're like if you're looking for a job and you're looking to make $300,000 a year and you only got a GED, Well, you eventually have to either get more education or you got to look for a lower paying job. So you have to figure out what you're missing or what you need to add to strengthen uh, your resume. Uh, For example, when I was broke, I had fewer options than when I wasn't broke. It doesn't mean that every woman cared about how much money I had. But uh, at the very least, it did mean that um, I had more options. Uh, Can you get set, Kevin, on the show? I did invite Kevin on the show. Um, He was... um, um, he, I reached out to my friend, Andre hatchet, uh, well, we talked and he told me, he said, yeah, Kevin did a video about you. I said he did. And he said, um, uh, he said, yeah, he said, you should talk to Kevin. Kevin's cool. I said, cool. Yeah. Tell Kevin he can come on. So Kevin hasn't gotten back yet and he doesn't have to get back. Cause I, and I don't dislike him. I don't have any issue with him. Um, uh, but I do think that other perspectives uh, should be heard. <laughs> Um, in addition to, to supplement what's going on, not to replace it. Do men lie about saying that they see you being their wife and their mother, their kids about one year knowing each other? Um, do men lie about that? Um, I think they can lie. I think that what it might be, I think a good way to evaluate a man in my view is look at his track record, you know, look at how serious he's been about other things that he's done. Uh, there are some people that kind of carry commitment in their blood. Like for example, one thing might be even just their family background. Like, you know, I'm interested in marriage because I grew up watching marriage and I'm, you know, I think I have an idea of how hard it is to like hold it together. So, uh, someone like that is more likely to have a more practical view of what a marriage really would take as opposed to somebody who's never done it before. So I would kind of look at how he carries things, how he sticks to commitments, maybe even something as basic as like a person who's had the same job for five or six years is usually a person who makes long-term connections, long-term relationships. Um, absolutely, media is done. By the way, um, Instagram is about to cut you guys off. I'll bring you guys back in. And uh, so, I, I, Alicia's sitting there staring at me as, I, as I'm talking to you. So I'm, so I'm a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to say the wrong stuff. She's a relationship therapist, so she'll. <laughs> I'm sure she has a point of view on stuff. Um, black women have decided to opt out of relationships for being independently promiscuous. Um, I wouldn't say that's true for everybody. I think that's true for some people. Um, I don't think it's true for everybody, but like I was telling you about that economist article in The Economist, they said that for every one percentage point increase in the incarceration rate, there's a 2.3 percent decline in the percentage of black women who get married. So a lot of that Joe Biden, Bill Clinton crime bill took away a lot of potential husbands Um, is an investment to date uh, a woman with kids because you're dating a family, not just her. So you have to manage two relationships. It takes a strong man with skills to do that. Not everybody can. That's 100 percent true. Um, They have trainings on blended families, you know, how to manage a blended family. So I encourage you, if you go into a situation like that, if you find somebody that's worthy of that, uh, just prepare yourself by learning. You know, I'm a believer in getting therapists uh, involved early before you have problems. Joshua, high value is determined by competition. Which men are the most sought after? Which woman is the most sought after? That's it. Okay, that that could be a definition. Um, I think. But I I also think that some of it's subjective, too. Um, I I personally think figuring out what you consider to be high value is more relevant than what the world thinks is high value. At least I I, I never gave a shit what other people, you know, told me I should want. I wanted what I wanted. So it was even better if I thought something was high value and nobody else did because then there was less competition. So don't get caught up in what everybody else thinks you should want. Like you should want what you want. Ah, uh, the truth isn't bashing. It's meant to wake you up. I, I agree, that's true. But I think that there's ways to issue the, your truth uh, while recognizing the fact that it's a subjective truth, and that it, it should come with some empathy of the person's um, situation, their challenges. Uh, the ladies need to hear a woman's perspective. Bring Mrs. Alicia on, please. Do you want to come on? Do you have something to say? I
2: have plenty to say, but, you
0: know. Would you like to share something?
2: About
0: what? I don't know. Just if you have a perspective on, if how about this, you're sitting over there. If you have something to say, you can say it mm-hmm. and then just let me know. Uh, I'm not marrying a woman with kids. Sorry. I have more respect for myself. I will not accept that uh, or women with children. Well, I think that's cool. I, I don't think, I think it's okay for you to want that, right? I think it's okay for you to make that one of your criteria. Um, you know, and again, speaking as a mathematician, one of the things we learned in mathematics is that every time you put a constraint or a requirement on something, you are um you're, you're you're shrinking your your set of options your 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 degrees of freedom as they call it go down every time you add a constraint into your equation right does that make sense do you give me a yes or no if you know what I'm talking about so basically if you have a list of things that are deal breakers for you like I you know like for women it might be he must be six feet tall he must make over a hundred thousand a year he must have a college degree every time you put something on that list every time you put a constraint in your decision you are reducing your degrees of freedom you're you're reducing your options so every constraint has a cost like I, I teach a lot about stock options and every time you put a constraint on something you're removing your options options always have value so the way I kind of went about the whole dating process was I always thought very carefully before I put any sort of definite yes or no deal breaker on a situation it would be so what I do is instead of saying, I will never date a woman with kids. I might say something like, you know, having kids is not a plus for me. Like I consider that I might consider that to be another hurdle I have to jump. So, in order for me to be with a woman with kids, she better be banging. She better (laughs) she better be like once in a lifetime to make me deal with all that. So, so you know, it's like looking for a job. Like, if somebody said, Would you take a job that required you to get up at four o'clock in the morning? Well, the answer shouldn't just be yes or no. Your next question should be, well, how much does the job pay? Well, if I tell you that the job pays thirty thousand a year, you'd be like, hell no. But if I say the job pays three million a year, how many of you would get up at four a.m. for a three million dollar a year job? You would, right? So rather than having a firm, strict constraint, um, a definite yes or no that might remove quality women from the pool, I would have it as a sliding constraint that says, okay, having kids is a strike against you, but you might have two other strikes. That or two other positive strikes that actually overcomes like you you took a five dollar bill away from me, but you gave me a 20. So now you got 15 bucks. Do you follow me? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense.
2: What about you? You have
0: children. Absolutely. But it's different for men and women, in how my view. Di-
2: how is it different for men to have children?
0: I think it's different because um most men don't have their children that live in the house. And also also most men don't really like I don't really desire, like I never desired marriage like that. I was never like Ooh, I can't wait to find a woman to marry. Um, marriage was something I was willing to do if I met the right person. So that was, that was always kind of my view, you know? So it wasn't like something where, but I, I, I don't disagree. Like I, I've i met women who maybe said, I don't want to date a man with kids. Yes, um, I used to be like that when
2: I was younger. Yeah. Before I
0: started having kids,
2: you know, when I was younger,
0: I didn't want to be with a man with kids. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think everybody has a right to not want what It can
2: be messy
0: everybody has a right to not what what want what they don't want yeah. what they don't it want right. on where you are in your life. yeah like in my dating experience I haven't run into too many women who were like oh you got kids so I can't mess with that it's more like it might be more like how old are your kids or you know, if like, if you got a new, if you're a man with a newborn baby and you're carrying a newborn baby with you everywhere you go, that's an issue. Or if you're telling a woman, we got to stop and get the baby a happy meal. I need you to be the baby's mama. Like that doesn't happen so much. That would be a different situation than like had dealing with a man who says, yeah, I have a baby's mama or, 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 or I have a baby and she lives with her mother. Right. So I think, I think that maybe people might see it differently, but I don't know how that works across, across genders or not. Um, let's see here right now we have come to get, we, Let's see. We need to come together. Or have you been watching TV for the last few days? OK, um, let's see here. I'm a lady. I will not accept a man with children. Men mm-hmm. has right to. OK, I hear that. Yeah. I once dated a good woman, but her kids were baby's kids. It becomes a deal breaker. They did mind their mother smoked and we headed to team pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Yeah. I mean, a little bad. Nobody, I don't think anybody wants to date somebody that has terrible kids. It's no fun. Yes. Dr. Boy say it, speak on this simp culture. Also expressing that a single woman with three children is still a quality woman. Hell yeah. I don't, I don't think that a person is, there's no absolutes, you know, to anything. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of that's kind of harsh to say <laughs> because you they, like your kids are just a uh, negative. Like you got kids that that's such a bad thing. I think motherhood is um, a wonderful thing. I think most of us really love our mothers and most of us have a lot of honor and respect for black women because they gave us life. Um, and I think that we have to be very careful to talk about children like that is a, an absolute negative. Um, it doesn't mean that people don't have the right, though, to say, I choose not to be with somebody with children. But I think you just got to be careful. You can't have you can't be sloppy with that language. Uh, a woman with children will always have an emotional attachment with the father. Hmm. That, that might be true in some, in some cases. Who knows? Um, is it, Why isn't there a black family emoji? I have no idea. Um, let's see. Black men have been abandoning their kids since the Reconstruction. Well, you can't say that. You can't say that about all black men at all. It's not even the majority. Um, Let's see here. I know this is off topic, but i be, should I be leery of Bitcoin? Well, yeah. I mean, crypto can crash again like it did in 2007. I don't think it will, but it could. Um, Females don't respect simps. Oh, I agree. Um, That's the thing. A lot of people think, see that sometimes the people that, that, we have I, they tell you are the real men are actually the simps like a guy like a future. They see him as a real man because he has all sex with all these women, he uses drugs and he's got a little bit of money in his pocket. But I see him as a simp because he's he has no value to the black community, no net positive value to the community. A man is somebody that adds value to the community. A man is a protector. He is um, a sturdy member. Of of the community, he protects the children, protects the women, makes sure grandma, you know, down the street, you know, gets her your grass cut. Like he's there for the he's a hero, right? Like that. My dad, growing up, watching my dad, my dad was the neighborhood hero, and I wanted to be the neighborhood hero because of that. And I think that we have a lot of guys who are little boys who who think that because their penises work that they somehow are men, and they don't even nobody ever taught them what men are supposed to do.
2: See, I thought samhsa were like men who were like soft.
0: Well, you got that, too, like that that beta male, wimp male type stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, that that, too, I guess soft might be like, I don't know if there's a war or something and you don't want to go fight to defend the people that you care about. You know, Mm -hmm. that that will be simpy. But I think in terms of like showing affection to a woman, like love to a woman, like I think you got to be careful about that part, like because I think if a man really loves a woman, like he will show affection to her it's like it's a you call some a man a simp is like calling a woman a whore right people like to say oh she's a hoe she's a hoe she's a hoe right well you know most women are sexual that's how we reproduce so there's nothing wrong with being sexual and there are some women who are as sexual as a cardi b who could probably have sex better than a cardi b but the difference is what's the difference between a cardi b and a sexual woman why is why would cardi be a hoe because she she says she's a hoe her song her course on her song was there's some hoes in this house right Well, to me, the difference is that Cardi B um, has standards It's standards. You know, you don't have to. You can go on the Internet and see Cardi B's vagina, I'm sure. Right. Like does not cost you nothing. It's easy to do. But uh, most decent women are not are going to have a standard. They're going to say, look, I can I can knock your socks off with some good sex, but you have to meet a standard in order to have access to the very best of me. You know, and uh, that is the difference maker to me. You know, and I think so same thing is true with men. When you talk about simping, if simping is simply defined as sort of an emotional expression of love or appreciation for a woman, then that's a stupid definition. Because, you know, the hardest man, the strongest man in the world, if he really loves a woman, he should be willing to have emotional expression for that woman. But if he's having emotional expression for every woman he meets or if he can go, you know, if he gets with some you know, stripper he met two hours ago and he wants to marry the stripper then that might be defined as simple to me that I would see that as simple. I'd be like, you're in love with her. You just met her two hours ago. You know, like her nickname is snowflake. Like, what are you talking about? You know, but, but, you know, so, so I think that we have to kind of really think carefully about what that means. And I think also um, these warped definitions of masculinity have to be confronted. <clears throat> and I think that when you talk about, even when you talk about something like alpha male, <sighs> You must know that that when you hit alpha male space, there's a thin line between an alpha male who is supportive, who's a protector versus alpha male who becomes a predator or who becomes abusive, you know. And so to think that alpha male means you must be dominant and always dominant in every situation and always just suppress and oppress and just hammer, put the hammer down on people. um, That's not that you're not an asset to the community. So I don't know what you are, but you're not you're not a man to me at that point. You know, like like part of being a man is discipline, like knowing when to be tough, and when to be kind, you know, so that's what it is. All right. So let's see here. Um, let's see. Y'all should watch one of Kevin's full videos. He's, he's often well rounded. Yes, he is. Kevin. Uh, Kevin's very smart. Uh, today's black women uh, talk too much and think too little. Uh, well, I think that's a broad generalization, but I'm sure there are examples out there that you can find. Um, what do you think a parlor app being threatened by Apple? I think Parler uh, has been I I believe it's been shut down. I tried to load stuff on Parler. I couldn't. Google took Parler out of the app store uh, because they're really going out of their way to um, squash dissent, like any dissenting points of view. They're trying to kill that. And I know that they just took Trump down, but um, I think they're going to take down. I mean, they, they took down Farrakhan. Next, it'll be people like Tariq Nasheed, and they took Vicky Diller down. Vicky Diller was doing a live stream; she had thousands of people watching. They shut it in the middle of the live stream. YouTube just came in and, and killed the channel right then. Um, don't Russell look happy? I think he is. Why y'all hate on it? Jealous? No, I mean, I think I think Russell Wilson's a great example of you know of, nothing. They're just asking about. Him. Um, I think Russell. You know, I, I like I like what Russell's doing in, in that Russell. I think also part of being a man is when you don't care what people think. So people can say stuff and you're like, whatever, like you can't say it to my face, you know? So you just kind of move on about your business. So worrying about what people think is not that important. Doc, you next. Yeah, that's just possibly true. Is Facebook still a great buy? Uh, I don't know. I think it's a good company, but um, the social media space is very uncertain. Nobody knows what it's going to do. How can a black woman with kids be an asset to a black man without kids? Because kids are, I think kids are a blessing. Kids, Kids are actually quite, um, it's pretty cool to raise kids. I mean, I'm not saying you should go look for that if that's not your thing, but kids are cool. Like once you get close to a child, you start to just kind of want them around. Like you don't feel like they're like some liability anymore. You you actually kind of enjoy it. Um, Kevin Samuels is a caustic, resentful hatred of his granny with no qualifications in counseling. Okay. Yeah, I
2: did all that. Well,
0: (laughs) I I, I think therapists are (laughs) well, therapists are going to have an issue, you know, with with Kevin's perspective. But Kevin's image consulting, he's a dating consultant. He's not a therapist. And I think he stated that. So I don't I think he has a right to have his point of view, as long as you don't think he's a licensed therapist. There are licensed therapists with real licenses that can actually help you solve problems. Mm So just make sure you know the difference between talking to a consultant versus a, a licensed therapist. Sure yeah. ethical. Okay. There you go.
2: <laughs>
0: Let me see. <clears throat> um, let's see. I'm looking for looking at more of your questions. What about a widow with children? Is a man a cent for taking care of her? I don't think so. Um, but then some men are more equipped to take care of other people than others. So if you talk about a quality man, um. I think that there's a reason why men that have more resources and more intelligence and more um, fortitude and responsibility are seen as better men, you know, because they can take care of more people and it doesn't overwhelm them. Um, weak men are the men where when the pressure gets too hard, like the bills get too high and the stress is too high, they run away and they abandon the family. That's not that's not manhood. Um and uh, but that other type of manhood where you can handle the pressure and, and deal with the heat, that tends to occur when you get a little older. Like when you get 35, 40, 45, like you, you you've been through some things, you know how to handle stuff, you don't freak out. So um, you know, there's a there's there's a, a security that comes with that, and that's why um you'll hear people that'll say, you know, you shouldn't date a male. A male is a young man, uh, you should get with a man, a man is over the age of 35. And I, I actually don't disagree with that. I think men over 35 are just a little bit sturdier. Like we've just been through some things. We know how to handle stuff. So, um, and also you have more resources to kind of deal with problems. Uh, let's see. Uncle Boyce is a beast. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. Um, let me see here. Numbers don't lie. Stepdads are deceived, are the deceived mockingbird. <laughs> I don't think so. A man is obligated to take care of a widow. Okay. How does a woman know if a man wants commitment? Um, I think he shows it. I, I believe that when a man really wants to commit, I think I think I think you can learn about people by asking about their past. Like ask them about their past relationships. That'll give you, in my view, this is just Uncle Boyce's opinion, but yeah, I think if you see a pat, you'll see patterns in people's behavior. Like just just little things, like if you date somebody that's where every job they've had, they had that job for five years or eight years or whatever that means that they're a person that doesn't hop from one thing to another most of the time. And then also if their last relationship was seven, eight years and the one before that was 10 years, that that probably means that that's somebody who likes to settle in and settle down. I I think that that says says something, but if they are like, you know, six week relationship after six week relationship, people like that tend to not be very good um, for long-term commitments. Also, I think that if a man wants to commit, he'll just really tell you like, he'll just flat out say, you know, I really, I want to be with you for the rest of my life and blah, blah, blah. Like, I, like, he'll just tell you, like, I told Alicia, didn't I tell you? Yeah. yeah like I was just like, I'm here. <laughs> this is this is the woman I want. And then she met my family members and my family members were telling her girl, he ain't never acting like this about nobody for, for a long time. Like, like little stuff like that, you know, will give you clues that he's serious about you. Cause that's the other thing too. I don't think every man is equally serious about every woman on any level. I don't think there's, I don't believe I don't even believe that there's such a thing as a good man and a bad man. I think you got different levels. It's like saying, you know, is working at amazon.com a good job? Well, it depends on what job you have. You know, you could work in the mail room or you could be the CEO. Uh, if you're the CEO, it's a great job. But if you work in the mail room, then it's, there's nothing special about it at all. So um, the same thing is true. Is he a good man or a bad man? Well, maybe it depends on whether you're the right woman or, just some other woman, right? So, 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 um, I, I also think one little trick I think that I would do if I was a woman actually is, um, I would try to decide like what matters more to you, like getting the absolute best man you can find in terms of looks and all the things that you like, or finding the man who really loves you the most. And, um, and I, I believe that. The the art of picking the man who's gonna love you the most and treat you the best. You can think of it. I think like looking for a job, right? Like if I'm looking for a job, I could go for the highest paying job I could find, but that job might stress me out. Um, maybe they don't appreciate me because everybody wants that job. It's a really hard job or whatever. But I could go to another job that maybe pays me a little less, but they really want to have me. They they let me take days off when I want to. They let me be my own boss. You know, it's a comfortable working environment. Etc. And um, and I think that that second scenario, when you get more mature and more confident in yourself, and you know what you want, that second scenario tends to work best. Like really gauging how that person feels about you, um, it can be critically important because you know you can feel more emotionally secure with somebody who's really honored to be with you. Like the difference with my relationship with Alicia is real basic. Like I'm super honored to be with this woman. Like when I met her, she was the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen in my life, and I was ecstatic to be in her presence. I mean, it was an honor to be around this woman. So, when a man feels that way about you, he's going to be on his best behavior. He's going to give you his best, right? Maybe he's not the best. You know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the best. And you know, when when I met Alicia, she was um, there were a lot of really, um, you know. High quality guys <laughs> that were interested in her NBA players, NFL athletes, you know, all these other guys, six foot five, you know, drop dead hands on million, $10 million in the bank. I was just a little nerdy grad student, you know, and so we connected because we're both, um, you know, ner- we're both scholars, like we're both thinkers, and you know, whatever. But um, but it's like, you know, like I was really happy to be with her, which made me understand the value of what I had. You know, like, I don't think you want to be with a person, especially a man. I think this is gender specific because I think women have a natural um, in their brain. They have oxytocin, which makes them naturally more loyal in a lot of areas. Men can be loyal, too, but it's just it's a different process. Um, but I think for a man, if you have a, I think the worst situation to be in is to be with a man who feels like you should just be lucky to have him. And he could just replace you in a week. And then that man isn't going to work as hard to keep you. He's not going to work as hard to maintain the relationship. Like you, you tend to take care of things that you see to be valuable and things that you don't see as valuable or easily replaceable. You just kind of, you know, toss them in the corner and, you, you know, let it just kind of rot and rust. Um, that goes for relationships too. Uh, let's see here. Of course you will say that. However, just because he's a simp doesn't mean he isn't real. Hmm. Okay. Uh, France, uh, sellouts where the cap was. Okay. When, and how do I join your next trading class? How much will it cost? Uh, we're doing the black wealth bootcamp right now. So if you go to blackwealthbootcamp.com, uh, that's what we're focused on for the next six weeks. Um, blackwealthbootcamp.com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, he'll leave your ass fast as hell. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're talking about the men who, who feel like you should be lucky to have him. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, I think it's a tricky thing though. Um, Kevin Samuels uses his experience to bash black women and never holds mm-hmm. black men who uphold misogyny, homophobia, and transphobia accountable.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> not me a corner over she's here. not, she's
0: not a big fan of Kevin, but no. I, I have a different view. I, I feel like Kevin should be heard. I, I feel like Kevin Samuels is, um, Not not wrong all the time, and I don't think I don't think I think I think that I think that his point of view should be heard. I think it's better to debate. I think I think think if you disagree with people, you should debate them. I don't think you should just say that they're just wrong. You know,
2: start to carry yourself in a way that's less than respectful, Mm and I think
0: that's where you
2: just are wrong. It's just the respect thing. He's got great points, so I don't want to say he's bad.
0: Yeah, he's he's interesting.
2: He's got a great point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I'd like to have him on. So if he if he sees this, I'd love to have him in the um conversation. Mm-hmm. Some people some people like him, some people don't. Um, and I find that really interesting. He's very like middle of the road. You either love him or you hate him. That's for sure. The social media space is being controlled and censored. Yes, it is. He asks asset, not a blessing. Okay. Respect to you, Dr. Boyce. I'm a sophomore business marketing major from New York. Who attends Morehouse? Okay, good for you. Got a Morehouse man in the building. That's excellent. Well, God bless you, uh J Mills. Uh thank you for the kind words. Kids are a liability, and you speak business. Another man's kids are a liability. Your opinion doesn't hold weight. That's a fact. Assets versus liabilities. Hmm. Well, you know, I think that's a it's certainly your right to have that perspective. Um, I think it's everybody's right to have their own perspective. Um, you know taking care of another man's kids is not always ideal. It's not, you know, always the preferred situation. But if you, um, meet somebody that is quality enough, like if you meet a woman that's, um, cause usually it's a woman who, who has the kids in her house. The man doesn't have the kids in his house. Right. Uh, but you know, you can meet a man who has children. And I personally think that if you meet a person that just treats you well and their children are well behaved, I'd pick that relationship over a bad relationship with somebody that has no kids. Um, and, and I think and the one benefit I have seen is really good mothers. Actually, they're, they're one thing that they have that a lot of people don't have is they tend to know how to care about somebody other than themselves. They tend to be not all of them. This isn't true all the time, but they but you learn something in motherhood. Motherhood is a um, is a learning experience. And, you you know, women who are good mothers can be good nurturers. And they can nurture a man, too, if it's if it's a quality woman. So I wouldn't write it off. Like, I wouldn't write it off. You know, and I think kids are fun. And, and we have a community full of children that don't have fathers. So I, I think that if you're a man who says, you know, I'm not going to discriminate against a woman with children, um, there's nothing wrong with that. You're, you're not a simp. But just make sure you go for what you want. Get what you want. That's fine. If that's not for you, then that's OK, too. Um, what about hyper hypergamy? What is hypergamy? I've
2: never heard of that.
0: Okay, let me Google it. Google's for us. Google that shit. What is hypergamy? Hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with a person of a superior sociological or educational background.
2: Hmm. That's unusual. Usually, you get with somebody that's pretty similar.
0: Hmm. That's true.
2: Yeah, well, I think we're evenly yoked.
0: I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I mean, I don't have any thoughts about it. I think, I guess if you, if you are in a hypergamous relationship, you better make sure that it's, um, you know, that it's, that it makes sense for you. Like, makes sense, make sure that you're ready for the adjustment. I think that's what it is. It's just, you know, if they have a different background, it's like marrying, probably like marrying a white person or something. You know, <laughs> like you, you come from different cultures or like a poor person marrying a rich person or you know, or a really educated person marrying a person who was uneducated. Um, that could be, that could be tough. That's tough, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Kevin's views are valuable. He often gets $500 super chats. Mm. Well, you know, I think I, the way I see it is if that advice helps you solve a problem, then you should be appreciative of that. I mean, you know, and so, so I don't know. I assume that, you know, there's a reason why people love what he has to say. Um, but then there are people who don't like what he's got to say. Cause I see one person who says he's a pimp. Somebody else says Mm -hmm. um, uh, he has some bitterness. Um, And and that might be true. I I personally think a lot of us have bitterness as a people. I think a lot of us have
2: Have
0: bitterness, just experiences that were hurtful, you know, like exes or parents you know, things like that. Uh, Can you hold black women accountable for anything? Um, yeah I think that's a that that's that's a big issue i don't I don't know if people are always as quick to hold everybody at least I hear a lot of people complaining about black men and they don't look at what role they might be playing in the process and people just kind of buy into this whole the black man did it mindset and uh, and that's what I actually like. I like when black men express their voice and give a perspective. And I think the smartest black women are the ones who listen to black men. If you don't listen to black men, I think that you're going to be confused your whole life, especially if you weren't raised by a black men. If you didn't have a black man in your house and you don't listen to black men, because it might be a nasty truth. But they'll, we'll tell you the truth. Uh, it's not in everybody to be paternal to children that aren't theirs. That is true. That is true. Yeah, it's easy to take care of your own kids. It's an act of God where you care about children that are not your own. Um, he's not holding black women accountable. How's he not holding black women accountable? Are you talking about me or are you talking about Kevin? Um, I think I hold everybody accountable. I mean, don't be an asshole. That's, that's there you go. Dating advice number one: be nice. So, what do
2: you mean by that when you say don't be a, like tease that out?
0: Because like, I've explain seen
2: explain that a little more. I'm interested in hearing.
0: That. Okay, I've seen people um be mean and disrespectful to people they supposedly love. Like the man oh, who's, or like the man who's stressed out on his job, so he comes home and he beats up his wife. Why would you beat up your wife? She's your friend. She's your ally. Beat up your boss, well, but kidding. you don't beat up your boss because you're you scared, your right? Because you're scared of the white man, but you're gonna go punch your wife in the face. Give me a break. Like what the hell? You know, I, I, or you know, so I think, I think just being nice, like treating your spouse, like almost like they are a boss. Like, so
2: what do you do if you're triggered? So, like relationships, like it's complex. So like you're going about your day and someone does something you don't like or something that bothers you, like how are you going to deal with that person in the moment in a way that's that's respectful?
0: You calm your ass down and mm-hmm. you know, don't Same be an on. asshole. I I don't I don't, you know, I know how to calm myself down and not like the kids piss me off a lot, but I don't yell at the children. I just I'm don't.
2: About I'm talking
0: about couples. I'm talking, even as couples. Like I don't really, mm-hmm. you know, here's the deal. Here's a reality. When I'm talking to you, I know that it is a privilege for me to be with you. Um, it is a privilege for me to be able to talk to you in a certain way. I know you'll tolerate that from me, not because you have to, but because you've chosen to. And I never forget that because when you start treating somebody that you supposedly love and taking badly and taking them for granted, um, you don't understand that, you know, if the floodgate opens up, then there's a whole lot of other people out there ready to take your, your position, you know. And, uh, and as long as you understand the consequences, you should choose your words carefully when you're handling um, valuable merchandise. You know, when you're, you know, so your relationship is valuable merchandise. You can't go talking to somebody that you're in a relationship with, talking to them crazy and saying shit that you're trying to take back later on.
2: Calling them names.
0: Yeah, there you go. Getting
2: at them, calling them names. Right. Arguing with them over stuff. There you go. You know, things like that can be very stressful.
0: It can be extremely stressful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just think don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know, treat like if I'm going to be an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole to my enemy, not to my ally.
2: But sometimes because we have we're intimate with that person they can see the worst in you
0: they, they can they can uh-huh. but but you know even when I deal with you like I can let I can let things go very quickly mm-hmm. I don't really you know I could be mad at you, really mad at you at one o'clock and be okay by 115
2: <laughs> you true. know
0: yeah because because I, I also learned that you know relationships are hard because you're really talking about trying to be with somebody forever
2: yes and it takes work.
0: It does. It does. And, and, and I don't
2: think people are realistic about the amount of work and the amount of growth it takes on your part. You're in a relationship with somebody long term. All that yeah. niceties and the looks and the money, that all fades away.
0: Oh, What's yeah. All, all, that, all that superficial <laughs> shit. The superficial,
2: stuff, the superficial stuff fades away. It may get your foot in the door, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it all fades away. And what really makes a relationship work is those moments. Uh, how you treat that person and make that person feel and it takes work to keep that level of respect going in the relationship how you going to treat somebody day in and day out are you going to make that person feel loved and valued and appreciated because you know what happened i'm so used to you i'm so used to you every day doing all these great things for me that I forget to say thank you or I forget to show you that I appreciate that I, I, I work with couples all day long all day long I'm working with couples and it's little stuff like help help me wash the dishes would make I mean when you when it all boils down these couples are saying I want when I'm washing the dishes by myself I'd like for you to come and help me do that like I would like for us to be work as a team when you go and buy stuff, stop going over the budget. <laughs> you know, these are these are real conversations. These are real instances that, that make people come and want to reach out to me. And I have to help them deal with that. Mm-hmm. It's the little moments. It's not these big things that you talk about. Um, I don't know what it is. <laughs> not these big things that you're talking about. It's getting in a relationship is one thing, but staying in a relationship takes work. And people aren't realistic about the type of commitment that it takes like if you don't work to if you don't put forth the effort to make sure that this relationship is valuable to you enough where you can show me the type of respect and dignity that a that a person that you live with every single day deserves you know it doesn't make a difference that other stuff doesn't make a difference it's that one-on-one interaction i need to know that you'll be there for me i need to know my back's against the wall. You're going to be somebody that can that can that can be there for me and they can come through for me. And I can do that for you, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's think, what makes a relationship go.
0: Well, I think that's important. I think I, I, I separate in my mind the attraction process from the relationship process from the marriage process. I think those are three different things in that, um, you know, attraction. Is, is the big stuff? That's what you look like. That's um, you know what you dress like. That's how you speak. What kind of game you have? But you're right. Once you make that transition and you decide, okay, we want to go to stage two. A lot of people don't even get to stage two. They just they they stick with. The, they're in the superficial zone.
2: It's not realistic. And well, how it, are you going well, to as a person? Being in a relationship for a long time, it is going to get you to grow as a person in a way that you wouldn't be able to do it. And I feel that you can only do that through a partner.
0: I think so. But I, I mean, I think that, but the thing is I, I see some people though, who are not interested in trying to do the whole partnership thing. They just want to yeah, do
2: because because they're scared.
0: Well, they could Underneath be. Underneath
2: a lot of that, let me tell you something. Underneath a lot of that, I wish I was camera ready. I'm not, I got my pajamas and on. But the, that's the thing. Like people are afraid. They are afraid because they have trust issues. And what they do, I think, and I think what so. they do, and it is so interesting. Some people don't have
0: trust issues. Some people just don't want to do it. Like I, I think
2: they don't trust themselves. They, they may, trust or they or, they, or because... maybe
0: they just don't want to do it. Like I, I think that mm-hmm. people can just be like, I just don't want to do it. Like I, and that's what that's what that's I think.
2: Fine. You know, I think that's great. I'm sorry to cut you off, voice, but I'm on kind of right. on a roll here a little bit because the thing is, is that yeah. So I talk with couples. I. I talk with couples, let's just say they have an addiction. Maybe they're addicted to alcohol. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If you're in a relationship, you owe it to that family. To get your alcoholism under control, you owe it to that family. If not, be single. He
0: said said you're over-talking me. I
2: know I am over-talking you (laughs)
0: because
2: I I realize that I am. And I I listen to you talk a lot, boys. But I just feel so passionate about this. And you know how I get. And I do... And that's just how I am, you know, and that's part of it, boys. Sometimes I'm the kind of person where if I get passionate about something, I feel like I need to get it out. And sometimes I do over talk. And that's me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
2: me being Alicia, you know.
0: Right. You well, know, what, well, you know, well, what, what I would say is that people <laughs> have a right to make the decision they want to make. Right. And I think um, I, I personally don't enjoy hearing people say, oh, the reason you don't want to be committed is because you're scared. No, maybe I just don't fucking want to do it. Like, so I, like, like literally, because I, I had people saying that to me, like, for years, I didn't want to get married. And they would come up with all these reasons why I didn't want to get married. And I was like, because I don't want to get married. And I think that's okay. Like, I, I'm an advocate of people doing what is going to work for them. Because what I don't want to see, because what does happen... I see I, a lot what, of fear. Right. But what I do see happen is a man will get pressured into getting married. Because they're like, oh, you got to do the right thing. You got to do the right thing. Then he'll do it. And then he, you know, the whole time he knew he wasn't cut out for it, but y'all done shoved his ass in the tuxedo, pushed him down the aisle, made him do the right thing. And and then it's like, oh, you're such a bad husband. You're a bad husband. And he was trying to tell you the whole time. I said, that's why I didn't want to do it, because this shit is something I don't want to sign up for. I don't think, you know, when I got about 35, that's when I learned that you don't have to get married. I used to think you had to, I thought in your thirties, you were supposed to get married. You had no choice. And then I hit 35. I was like, I actually don't have to do this. And I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty cool. <laughs> and so, so it wasn't like I wasn't going to do it. It was just more like, oh, if I find a situation that works, I'll do it. But, but actually at the same time, I was having a good life. It wasn't like it was all bad.
2: Yeah. And it, it wasn't, are you done with it? Cause I, I, I see a lot of fear. I mean, when, when we scrape it, when we get down to the essence, I see a lot of fear in people. And that's why they don't pursue relationships. That's why they don't go after the person that they want. I see a lot of fear in people. And that's why people don't speak up. That's why people don't say what's on their mind. Underneath a lot of that, I see a lot of fear. Mm hmm. So
0: no, you're scared. I think th- I do agree with that. I think you fear-
2: make- I'm sorry. I think I think I can see vulnerable. I can like see, but I can see, but I can. But hold on,
0: wait, wait. I can see fear. I can see fear being a factor for everybody, right? Yeah. Like, you- and you should have fear. You should be afraid because divorce is terrible. It's mm-hmm. very stressful. It breaks you financially. Like, there's a lot to be nervous about, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and and being unhappy in a bad marriage is is a very bad thing. So what I think that what you might be saying, and I agree with this, is that if you do it, you better work extra hard to do it, right? Like you you really like, real. like don't just don't just jump like. Well, what I mean, let me say this. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Get, get, I want to hear your two cents, but but I want to say it's like like I think taking your time to make sure you pick the right person is important. Uh, don't jump into it, and then once you're in it. You have to work overtime to learn the skill set necessary to manage that relationship because riding a relationship is like riding a wild Bronco. Like it's going to try to flop you off and you're just going to constantly be doing this the whole time. So go ahead. Babe. What, are you gonna say? what I
2: was going to say is that there's nothing wrong with marriage. There's nothing wrong with relationships. The issue is the people in the marriage. The issue are the people in the relationship. I feel like marriage is fine. It's just the people who get married and they don't want to put the work in. They don't want to make the sacrifice. They don't want to put the marriage first. You know, make your spouse the priority. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing should come between you and your partner. Nothing. And if you put that first, you know, that's even bigger than you. You know, it's a, in, 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 that's real love. Because you can have like that beginning infatuation love. You can have that love that makes you, that you know, you got butterflies in your stomach and it's a new relationship, but the real love kicks in on the other side of that when you really learn how to, because a lot of that is um, um, you're anxious and you're like, oh, excited about the newness of it. But what takes the work is on the other side of that when you guys have committed to each other And you have to work at making it new again. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to keep these rituals of connection. That's what they call it. You know, these where you just say, okay, we're going to go to bed together. We're going to wake up together. We're going to do these things together. That's going to take work. We're going to sit here. We have an issue. We're going to sit here and we're going to work it out. We're going to talk it out because your commitment to each other has to be above and beyond all this other stuff.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's
2: what happens. A lot of marriages, you have children, you have jobs and you get to be um, bogged down and a whole lot of stuff and you forget about your marriage. You forget to put that marriage first. Well, that's what I'm seeing in my couples with my couples.
0: Well, you know, I, I think that you're right. And I think that I think that overall, when you talk about the relationship stuff, I, I, I think it's important that you always make sure you have you all having the same conversation. Like I don't judge what people want you know i when i when i listen to like kevin samuel's stuff i i'm not really necessarily i i do see when he talks to women and sometimes to men about marriage at least the two two or three times i listen he he was talking to um a lady that wanted to get married and he was giving his perspective on it and um and i think that there's room for that right in that i think you got to listen to what men want cuz marriage ultimately is a legal document that you're trying to get somebody to sign that's it and that's, I mean, it's it's sure it's about love and everything else to go with it, but you can have the love and shit without the legal without the legal contract. The le- you, you know, to- do- remember, Dr. Dre just signed two million dollars away to his wife in a month in a month just for one month of spousal support while he's on his deathbed dying from a de- goddamn brain aneurysm. <laughs> you know, they probably came from all the stress of of a fucked up marriage. And, what and was so his
2: part in that, how did he contribute to that? It doesn't stress?
0: matter. It doesn't, doesn't he matter. He
2: contributed to, he's got to take some ownership of it. I mean, I hope he does very well and I hope he has a full recovery. Mm. Nobody wants to read about that, but I'm talking about in that moment, what did he do to contribute to this? Well, I think
0: that when you see somebody that's, that's been battered by a situation um, I think that we can say, well, what role did you play? But you also have to make sure we're not victim blaming too. Like if he was a if he was a woman sitting in the hospital with a black eye because her husband punched her in the face, you don't say, "Well, what did you do to cause it to happen?" You say, "You you know, you're in a tough situation, right?" And so I think that with him, um, you know, but it, that's it's not
2: the same right. Situation. But 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 what I say
0: when I say those, yeah. I think I think we have to hear the truths of men. There are men who are saying, "Ouch, that's a lot of money, two million dollars." You know that that they you know that you you got to write this big old check, and you're dying from a brain hemorrhage, you know, um, it's, it's, I think, one of those things where it, I think, to to at least get men to even understand, or people, to understand the value of what healthy relationships can do for their lives or what a healthy marriage can do, um, helping them overcome their fears and not judging their fears uh, is important, and understanding the fears. Like, I don't think people try to understand why men that I, at least I know I know men who are afraid, just afraid of marriage, and they want to chalk it up to like, oh, you're just being a little boy, or oh, you're just a wimp, no, or oh, that's you're just, real or fair. right, right, right. But what I'm saying is like, I think getting to the root of that and not chalking it up to just something that happened in your childhood. Oh, your childhood was dysfunctional. You had a bad relationship with your mother. That's why you're afraid. No, maybe he's just afraid of losing all his money.
2: Now let me say something about this. You know, it's so interesting. It's like whatever issue you know, for men, whatever issue you have with your mom, believe it or not, you grow up and you date your mother. <laughs> it is so mm. crazy how that works. It's like that's true. you are continuing the relationship you have with your mother. When you get older, the the very person who you're going to choose is going to be the person in front of you who's going to pull that <laughs> out of you so that you can work through those issues that you have with your mother. Now that's the women. True. Women do it these this abandonment issues mm. that women a lot of women have. Mm. You're gonna pick that man that's gonna get you to work through those issues that you had with your dad. I mean wow. that's what it is. You marry your dad and you marry your mother.
0: Wow. So so you're saying that a lot of women date their fathers yes. and a lot of men date their mothers. Yes. Now that that I can that I, exactly can, I can I can I can agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, has anybody else ever seen that? I don't know
2: people are
0: are agreeing i mean and you have a phd in this stuff so you know your 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 views have a lot of validity oh stop that but um (laughs) but i I think um that you know but you're right though and i think that what it does is it can put you in like this weird perpetual nightmare Mm -hmm. where almost like almost like um like being addicted to eating like really unhealthy food you know Mm -hmm. like it like it tastes really good but it makes you sick You know, and I think that that's and I've seen people have that in their relationships. And I imagine if um, I can't I imagine if I didn't have when I think about like a woman who grew up without her father or her father was not there for whatever reason. um, I just think about how I'd be if my mother wasn't there. If my mother wasn't there, I'd be, you know, I, I, I would either hate women or I'd be a complete simp to women. One or the other. right? Either you're looking for your mommy or you just think women are a commodity that you just and, have sex and, with.
2: And you know what, just because whatever the relationship you have with your parents growing up, I think that whatever the damage that was done, because listen, parents aren't, we are not perfect. Whatever that damage is or whatever, you can heal yourself through your relationship. Mm. And, that, and that's what I mean when I say it takes a lot of work, you know, whatever the issues you have, you bring it into your intimate relationship and through that relationship, you can heal yourself because hmm. you can't change your parents and what they did to you and all the messed up things that your parents do to you. You know, you can't yeah. you can't change that. That's why family therapy is really tough. Family therapy is is I mean, I've done family therapy and worked with families. It's a tough one. You know, sometimes you, I walk away from that going, I don't know what was accomplished, but each person you have to learn how to parent yourself to heal yourself through a lot of that stuff in a way, you know, and your partner can help you heal.
0: I think the hardest part about relationships and family is that, you know, like when I was single, I was very happy. Like when I was really young, like when I was really young and I lived by myself at first, I didn't like it. It was, it was, I was alone all the time. I didn't enjoy it. But then after about six months to a year, I started to really like it because everything in my environment i could control
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know like if i left food in the refrigerator it was always there if i put something on on a certain table it never moved mm-hmm. um it was quiet when i wanted it to be quiet um you know and then when you get in a situation where you got other people yes you know it becomes tough because you got all these variables that you can't manage anymore yeah. and um you know when you talk about like a, a, a partner are you are talking about children? And I can see where there are people who get so used to living alone and doing everything alone. Like, like every time they, if you choose to go out to eat, it's one person's decision. You don't have to come to a consensus mm-hmm. that that adjustment to suddenly having to share power in your life yeah. with other people, yeah. it can really suck. You know, like especially if you're dealing with somebody who's rigid, as rigid as you, yeah, who, but it, who it, also it, is like used to having their way, it can become a mess.
2: It can really suck sometimes. But at the same time, it can be a beautiful experience. How beautiful of an experience can it be that you can share your life with somebody and you can go to dinner with that person and it's beautiful. You can have a conversation with that person and it's uplifting. You can have a companion where you grow. Mm. It's the growth. It's easy to be alone and single sometimes where it can be a rewarding process to be in a relationship that's healthy and not toxic you know, a relationship that's healthy and you respect each other, you can grow together. You can have a companion. You can go to China with somebody. Me and you, we went to China. How wonderful was it to go to China than to just go by yourself? You know, somebody yeah. you can experience those special moments with. It's just a beautiful thing.
0: Now that that's true. Oh, by the way, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but if you go to the BlackLoveChannel dot com, we actually have like this little, we decided to do this fun little reality <laughs> series um, called The Black Love Blueprint, hashtag voice and Alicia. So it's actually the third installment of The Black Love Blueprint, which is actually two other films we made um, uh, with therapists and stuff like that. So if you want to go take a look, go to theblacklovechannel.com, T-H-E, theblacklovechannel.com. And we we decided to do it because we wanted to make sure that there was um a lot of perspectives out there on love and relationships that provide balance, that allows us to respect the importance of the black man Ah, uh, the importance of the black woman, the importance of the black family, and the importance of black children. So uh, there's the URL on the screen, theblacklovechannel.com. So I hope you'll subscribe. Um, but you know what? I, what I did, what I can say though, is given that everything has its pros and its cons. Even though I I, I learned how to be really happy doing everything by myself, um, it is great to have a teammate too. Like when you have somebody else that you you know, like you come home and there's really good food cooked and you didn't cook it, you know. Or, um, you know, somebody to just kind of have your back or like when I went to get uh, my dental surgery and you and I had to go under, you know, and I and, they, and when you do this, you have somebody has to drive you home and, you know, whatever. Like I couldn't even drive myself home and you were there and you waited there all day for me to get me home safely. And I knew I could trust you to do that. Right. And I think that those are the little things that I think people um, forget about, you know, like it's, I got your
2: back. What are you talking about? Not, <laughs> you ain't gonna be by yourself
0: in, yeah. in situations like that. Never. Yeah, well, and I I, I appreciate that. So I, so I think it's it's like a it's like a balancing act, right? It's sharing power can be tough, you know, especially especially now, yeah, you know. So. Like I think a lot of men are confused about you know this whole concept of the modern woman. Like men are confused by it. Like it's you know it's like okay, women are showing up with tons of education and professional credentials, and you know ambition like men have and, <laughs> and
2: women have, yeah, yeah or a just job, that concept I got a career i got a i got a right. house and i got cars
0: and I right right a- right Everybody but but, but what i think a lot of men feel too though is they feel that sometimes the women show up as men and they don't like that like some of the like some of the women some of the men feel that the women show up as like a man a, most most ambitious men i know they don't want to be with a, a woman who's as ambitious as them it's just like if you're dating a man who Wants to be who who wants to be in the mirror as much as you. He wants to wear as much makeup as you. He wants to wear high heels like you. That's not really a man that you're necessarily going to be attracted to. And so when women are like, well, if men can do it, I want to do it too. I want to do what he's doing. Or oh, what about my career? What about the you know? And and so on one hand, you're like, okay, I'm not going to stand in the way of what you want to do. But I know a lot of men who don't know how to deal with that. They're like, okay, what do I? Do with this? Like at what point am I supposed to be the man? At what point am I supposed to just kind of get out of the way and let you do your thing?
2: So the thing is is that you don't want to have resentments in a relationship. You want to be in a relationship where you can grow. You want to be in a relationship where you can grow and you can follow your purpose in life. So I mean, I feel like I feel like I'm following my purpose in life, you know, and and I don't know how that shows up, you know, but you want somebody, you want. I don't know, like ambition is a good word, but you want somebody who feels good about what they're doing every day, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and compliment each other.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, one thing I can say is I know that that one of the things that makes it not too difficult for me to deal with the whole modern woman thing with black women, high flying, making lots of money, whatever, is I do still believe as a man, I have to be, at that level or above in the key areas that matter to me, like physical strength. I, I could not date a woman who is physically stronger than me. That would not, I would not feel like I was dating a woman. I feel like I was hanging out with a dude on a football team. Um, I, I would not want to be with a woman who was that much taller than me, maybe an inch, but not six, three. I'm not walking around with a woman that's six. Three. <laughs> you know I mean? and, and I wouldn't want to be with a woman who makes like, you know, twice as much as I do. Like, no, like, no, that's not. I don't know how that could even work. Uh, and that in that part, well, what
2: w- is it about that part
0: about the money part? Um, I don't know. As a man, you just want to feel strong. You don't want to feel. Wimpy. Is it how much they earn or how much money they
2: have? Because I
0: have a lot of money. Yeah, it's money. more like um. No, that part's fine. I don't care about okay. that. I'm, I'm glad. Like, hey, I'm wait. glad you have money. I never wanted your money. Yeah. Um, I want you to have your money so you can have so you can do whatever you want to do. But I don't, I don't need all that. Uh, it's more like just something about it where it's like, as a man, I think that a woman who was dealing with a man who made less money than her, would have to really be careful not to um, try to dominate him or make him feel emasculated because okay. of it. So that. And that's a, that's money. a tough one. Is
2: how it's presented or
0: what? Yeah. Well, I knew a lady who was an executive and she was like a high flyer. She made really good money. She was always the boss. And she would just bring she would bring that attitude home with her husband because her husband worked at the post office. <clears throat> and um, you know, I don't know what, what the reason was, but she said she said she found out her husband had four or five women all around the city that he was getting with because he was like, I got this boss bitch at home. I'm not messing with her. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I want to be the man. I don't want to be like the little boy. Like like and she actually admitted that she sometimes would talk to him like he was her son. Like he was less than less of a man because he wasn't bringing home. A she like she'd be like, well, well, who's paying this bill or whatever?
2: Oh, that's just terrible. So you don't yeah. want that sort of situation more so than you want a woman who makes more money. Than you. Yeah, I don't
0: make more money than you. No, no, you don't. You don't. <laughs>
2: In full disclosure, I guess. You know.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And even if you did, um, you, you know, you handle that pretty well. Like that's not. Like I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think, I think having enough money though is good for a relationship because I feel like it gives you one less thing to kind of have a conflict about. But wait, every, when you, wait,
2: say that again. I
0: think, <laughs> I think having enough money gives you one less thing to fight about. Uh huh. Well, I don't know
2: <laughs> if I agree with that because mm. like. It doesn't like having money problems has nothing to do with
0: how much money you have. <laughs> you no, know? but but I think that that's true. So maybe it's having money it's and, more
2: money could be more problems, boys. Well that that's true. <laughs> that
0: that is true. You're right about that. You're right about that. So that's a good point. But I, I find that people it seems like people have money personalities. Like some people are frugal, some people like to spend, uh, some people want to invest. Uh, you know, even what you do for a living, like like you have a job. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, that creates, we
2: look at money so differently. Yeah, that creates different <laughs>
0: different income streams and styles. You know, like like my money is you know it can be real big or sometimes it's not so big. It, it depends, right? Whereas you you're you got the paycheck thing going and um and it, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of um and that and that can that can that, that that's something that has to be negotiated. But I find communication is is really good. Like just if you just kind of talk about it and understand each other and kind of show respect. So that that one's pretty easy. But I do think that. Generally speaking, one of the challenges um, I've seen a lot of women that do you'll know, have is you know if they're coming in high flying and making a bunch of money, I've I've seen scenarios where that's awkward for me. You know what? And I, I can tell you honestly, I remember when I was twenty nine, and I went on a date one time with a lady, <laughs> with a lady long before you and I got together, and she um, she was <clears throat> a professional. I was in grad school. I wasn't making no money yet. And I remember that she, I think she liked me, but she was like a year or two older than me. And she was like marriage age. like She's ready to marry. I'm like 28, 29. I'm, I don't care, you know, but she's at that 31, 32 age where it's like, okay, you know, could this be my husband? And, um, and I remember specifically that she had more going on financially than I did. She was making money on her job. She had her own condo and a nice car. I don't know how I felt about that. I felt a little, I felt a, I felt like I, I felt inadequate. You know, like I felt like I was bringing nothing to the table and I'm not going to ask you for your money. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. And I'm sure she would have gave it to me and it wasn't even her fault. I totally take full responsibility for the fact that I wasn't interested in her because I was like, mm, if she were a broke graduate student like me, we would have just been broke together. But the fact that she had it all together I think maybe it made me feel like I was going to be judged or scrutinized. And she never did anything to make me feel judged. She was very nice.
2: It was was all in in
0: my fucking head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't enjoy that. So, so, so I think it's maybe like knowing who you are and what, what makes you comfortable and what doesn't. Mm -hmm. So I learned at that time, I got to go make some money. I'm not going to be in here. I'm not going to be the one in the house who's waiting on somebody to give me money. <laughs> I don't want to be like, "Can I have, mom, can can I have my allowance this week?" I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not doing that. You know, but so I don't know. I think it's something you got to think about. So anyway, all right, so we're about to go. All right. So it, this was fun. It was fun talking to you guys. Um I know we started talking about um the Kevin Samuels thing, but I want to make it clear. I don't have nothing against Kevin. I Kevin Kevin was very supportive of our, my platform, actually. Um, somebody pointed out he did a video about me, and he was very kind. Um, and I think he's a decent guy. I don't know him, though. And I would love to have him on the channel when he gets more time. And uh, and I just want to make that 100 percent clear, because like, I don't want it to seem like I am um, criticizing him or attacking him. But I do think that when you're talking about something as serious as. Black love, um, as serious as um, you know, dying alone, right? I don't. I I think a term with that much gravity needs to have nuance attached to it, and you have to have multiple perspectives. You got to get multiple opinions, and I'll just tell you this too. I'll just say this: Can anybody tell you if you're going to die alone or not? <laughs> like, I mean, nobody knows. Like, you know, that's your life, right? Um, but I encourage you, though, if you want to be smart and you want to um, get something out of, out of your life and you want to get what you're looking for, there's a way to get it, but you're going to have to grow. You're going to have to evolve. You got to adjust to the world a little bit and, and ask, you know, why am I not getting what I want? How do I get that better? Um, you know, and I can tell you, I know in relationships, there's a big difference. Um, if you're talking about, for example, getting marriage or any, whatever it is you want, um, how you conduct yourself and, and really being, uh, what that person is looking for, um, that makes a difference. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to the idea of saying that somebody that wants to be with you is just going to take you as you are in, you know, in every way. Um, I think being on your best behavior helps too. You know, like I know that in order for me to attract a woman, I've always felt i got to be a decent man. I got to be a quality man in order for me to even know what that means. I have to listen and learn what that means. Like, what are you looking for? What does a quality man do? Right, and then also you have to know when you're in a dead end situation and what to walk away from, because there's a lot of um poisonous people that show up, you know, in uh, fancy cars and with a big button smile, and you know they have plenty of good sex, and there's a lot of damaged people out here. So don't 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 waste your time with damaged people. Like find some healthy people. All right, so I gotta go. Uh, the BlackLoveChannel.com. That's the URL. Hope you'll subscribe. Me and Alicia will throw up another um, episode of our reality series. It's, the episode's like three minutes. This is something kind of silly. But uh, we thought that it would be a good way to add to the conversation in a productive way. So take care. Have a good night. Thank you for watching. Talk to you later. Peace.